Chris, you wanna you wanna Hi. How are we doing today, guys? My name is Skeleton Lipstick. I'm here with Young Shiro. As always, this is Hot Takes, the talk show where we discuss hot takes on music, art, life, and everything in general. And when we say hot takes, that doesn't necessarily mean something edgy. That means something that just stirs the pot, stirs the cultural stew of art, as it were. And uh, how are we all doing today? Yes, yes. Good. Welcome. Thank you for rating us, Tech. And Thanks if for anybody us, was, Tech. Yeah, if anybody was um, paying attention with the intro screen, thank you, Indie Advance, for your unceasing contributions to the quality of hot takes. Guys, please let us know if we are out of sync, if we're too loud, if we're too quiet. Um, DS Dude says, don't forget to shout out the You Know What. Chris, do you know what the You Know What is? No. Oh. 100p <laughs> skelly looks out of place yeah ed hopefully you're just a little delayed sorry about the yeah. intro guys <clears throat> um all right so we're here we have a very special guest today but we're not bringing him in just yet because the poor guy needs a break he needs to uh lozenge up and and drink some tea that so, man is a trooper right now and don't forget to shout uh, out i click yes that's right that man is a trooper right now uh doing two shows in a row Ooh. He is, he's running a marathon right now, and he's clearly not in the best of shape, but man, is he powering through. God, God bless Tech Honors, right? God bless what a Tech great Honors, guy. bro. Let us know if the music is too quiet, by the way. It was too quiet last week, I feel like, so let me know mm -hmm. if you guys cannot hear the music. Um, we're going to start off today's episode, um, if it's okay, with uh, Dr. Chris is going to uh, spotlight slash showcase a uh, preferred track find or just anything he wants sure all right so basically i've been listening a lot to an album that i think came out about three two and a half or three months ago by an artist by the name of panic pop it's called oh, five shit. star with an f and then an exclamation point in place of the i and an f in, pl in place of the s as well it's a really pretty interesting album and i'm not exactly sure how to categorize it because it borrows from a lot of different styles throughout the entire album um moving from things like traditional vaporwave echo jam style to a future funk style to some trappier beats to some more techno beats to even some more sort of edm future basis future bass like beats and it's an outstanding album full of just a variety of sounds and textures and the whole thing is puts me into some sort of um, almost psychedelic trance when I listen to it. And I really can't Damn. recommend it enough because it's just so goddamn playful. And I think that's just such an important thing to have when you are making an album that's full of energy. You know, it's one thing to make an energetic album, but it's really another thing to make an, a, a playful album, an album that engages oh, yeah. you and kind of draws you into, um, you know, a, a, a world where you can kind of uh, dance and interact with the music in in a way. Sometimes there's a lot of highly energetic music that I hear, but I just feel like I'm kind of a spectator on the outside of glass looking at it. But this album really makes me feel like I'm pulled into it and I'm, I'm in that world and that it's it's moving me into the, the artistic space. And that's really important, Damn. I think, when you yeah. make music that... You know, when you make music that's going to be sort of dancey or energetic... You know, you want to 
you know, I want to make the, the the listener feel like they're they're enveloped into something, and not that they're just like having something happen in the background. Like, right. you can't you can't let this movie. Yep, this movie. I feel like I'm in a movie when I listen to it. You can't. This music doesn't. Ins, this this music insists on not being background music. Basically, it insists on being a world, and that is one of the highest achievements you can create in music. Is to change sound waves into an environment, right? And 100%, this album does that. I'm a big fan of it. Um, so That's yeah, badass. For sure. Do you see yourself Check dropping out. some of those tracks into any uh, future DJ sets, maybe? Oh, for sure, for sure. I was. I'm. A, I'm a big fan of this album. I'm definitely going to be bringing some tracks from it into uh, into Andy my next into the next DJ set. to the album. Do you have a favorite track? Do you have a top pick for people like me that are impatient and just want to hear maybe get their feet? You know, away? so oh boy, that is interesting. So my personal favorite track on the album is uh is the one uh, is the last one, Time Crisis, okay. which features B Y L L Bill, which is a really just a fun track that goes in all kinds of different directions. But there's um there's another song on it called uh, Promise Me, which is this really just outstandingly smooth uh i wouldn't even it's you know it's, i wouldn't call it an echo jam exactly i feel like something a little bit more going on on it in it than just an echo jam um but it's it's sort of like an advanced echo jam is how i would refer to it maybe like an echo jam for 2021 and Ooh. it's called prom it's called promise me and that is you know that actually might be my favorite track on the promise entire me. album now that i think about it that's the one i would recommend to people and i'm you know now that i'm thinking about it again i think that might actually be maybe my favorite track on the on the whole album uh, but the whole album is, is really good i'm a big fan of it very nice i will definitely be checking it out and i appreciate you giving one specific track because i am not like i click i i like to listen to one or two tracks i'm i'm a busy man man i know that some albums are concept albums they're start to finish you got to put that vinyl on or put that cassette on but i'm lazy so i appreciate that <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of which, I want to shout out a bunch of people in the chat. We got iClick, we got Pete Bartell, we got yeah. Inreal, we got hey. Lux Elite in chat. Earth is that Earthboy Advance? What's up, bro? Indy, Shiny Crystal Pistol, Smug Duck, Origami Vato. We got Maki. Lots of good. Oh people. hey, Zonra look at all these wonderful people. Oh, Obsidian Allure. My girlfriend's here right now. How about what? that? What? Which one is which yeah. one is your girl? Obsidian Allure. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, we got Equip here. We got uh, Shiny Crystal. I think I said Shiny Crystal Pistol already. Sleep Pattern, Haley, Aaron. Thanks you for know, being gonna, here, guys. You know, I'm going to make one more album recommendation while we're waiting for everybody to get settled. Um, it's Thanks another, for the follow, uh, Droner. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to give one more album recommendation right now. Um, it's going to be uh, Frogmore's uh, newest album, oh, Voyager. Oh, Joe. I love that guy. Great. Uh, Frogmore's most recent album, Voyager. It's pretty outstanding. Um, it sounds to me, this album sounds to me like um, as if I were in a spaceship and there were speakers in the spaceship, right? And that's just they're like as it's some sort of combination between a mall and a spaceship. If that makes any sense to you. But if I if that were a real Damn. thing, this would be the background music that's playing while you're walking through the decks of this spaceship mall hybrid, in my opinion. And it's a really enveloping album. And, 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 you know, I say that it feels like that because it's got these, you know, nothing is overwhelming on it. The beats aren't over, don't overwhelm you all the time, but they're in this distant background. And it's a really, really fabulous album. Or maybe it even sounds like 
I'm listening to the this uh, this like I have a, a space helmet on and I'm traveling into um, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm an astronaut that has been put into some new dimension, uh, you know, as almost like a test subject. Jesus. And to reduce my stress in my space helmet, there are speakers and those speakers are pumping <laughs> music to me to create the background to keep me sane as I travel into this new dimension. So that's how I feel about that album. I love Uh, the way you describe music. It's how I see music. It's just when I hear music, you know, I, I picture a world when I, and I picture a world, you know, or I try to create a world for it when I hear it. And um, that's the one I have for Frogmore's album, uh, Voyager. Um, I think that maybe, I don't even know. I think my favorite song on that might be off world nightlife. I think it's and um, and if you want to start with the song, you can start with that. Okay. But uh, great, it's a great album. Is it is it too difficult for you to drop a link in the chat real quick? I mean, if you want to take over talking for a moment. Yep. Actually, let me do that because I have a spicy hot take for you guys. Let me get the flames GIF up here. Oh shit. Um. So today's hot take of the day is brought by is brought to you by me. Um. And my hot take is I think. I think singles and EPs are trash. I don't like paying for them. Whoa. I like paying for full-length albums, and I love overpaying for full-length albums to support my friends. But why would I go out of my way to get something that's uh, really, really short? I don't know. Is that, a, is that a shitty opinion? What do you think? Okay, so uh, what do you guys think? And I'll give my opinion. Yeah, I want to hear what you guys think, because I know singles and EPs are super in, especially in the lo-fi house genre it's always like two tracks side a two tracks side b i, I don't like know i love supporting my like friends that, but... with merch and patreons and shit but i don't want to pay for four tracks the fuck okay so um basically all right first things first i almost feel like the lo-fi artists the lo-fi house <clears throat> artists that are doing that it really does kind of feel like a throwback to the singles that they it's, used to it's true as that were like uh you know sort of promotional things they would give to djs so i guess you could kind of make that argument with the lo-fi house artists is that they're they are um it's almost pastiche to do that you know what i mean to yeah. you know to have the to have like the blank album sleeve with like two or three checks and it's like a, written so. on marker yeah it's written on marking so like the djs back in the day would have be able to locate it easier when they were doing their sets so i guess you could say that's a little pastiche but i'm with you about the eps i don't really think we i mean i don't i don't i don't think there's quite a place for those anymore extended plays in the i mean i guess there's a place for everything if you if you want but it doesn't seem to be the most practical thing you know uh, when i think of like extended plays i just i think of um just a time when you were buying albums more often in like a right. sam goody or something you know yeah. sometimes i'd be at like Rest sam goody or the wall and i would like i bought my album already right i already bought my my one cd like i bought uh you know i, I went and i already bought like soundgarden super unknown but now i got a little bit of extra money on me and i'm like well alice's chains has an ep maybe i'll buy the jar of flies ep you know like i was one of those you could it was like an it was like a something you could use as an impulse buy there are you already some bought your main albums out there but buying it single but buying it just off Bandcamp, you know you know i don't i don't see the pragmatism in it very much i mean as a dj i can understand buying a single because it's like lossless and you want to use it singles are a different thing altogether ep i say doesn't make terribly much sense anymore you can release it sure but you know if i'm not going to a record store eh, it doesn't serve it's not like it's not the easiest thing to buy now Mm -hmm. sound uh, singles that's a completely different thing man 
I release a lot of singles actually right now. And um, while you don't, I don't expect people to buy the singles really. I am releasing oh, yeah, a lot of singles. You just put out Skelly Smoochums, didn't you? I put out, I mean, I think like everything I put, I put out Skelly Smoochums. I have the um, the Super Flat super remix flat that remix, I put out. Yeah. Um, I have another single coming out called Vapor Never Sleeps, which That's I'm just true. developing. Now, here's the thing about the singles. They, when you are making an album, that's your artistic statement. That right. is a cohesive artistic statement, and it, you don't want to just release that all the time. True. You know, because that takes a lot of thought and a lot of organization <clears throat> and a lot of work, man. Like, you, you know, I have to now not only, I got, you know, the, the whole thing has to flow. Every track has to be mastered in a way where the volumes are correct. Um, You're not wrong. Uh, I ha a lot of promotion, you know, maybe needs to be done for it. A lot of working with a label to release your work has to be done with it. Um, it takes a long time to put them out sometimes if you're releasing it physically. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that's if you're going to just relegate yourself to only releasing albums, like you're going to have to wait a lot in between them to do them, uh, you know, to do that. And that. we live in a world that moves very at a very quick pace, very quick pace. So I feel that. I guess that's why most you know, EPs don't, don't, don't cost as much. No, and we don't have like the luxury of like, oh, a year and a half or two years between records and not putting out any other output because, you know, so many people can release music now. You want to keep yourself in the zeitgeist. And yeah. a single can be very powerful. You know what I mean? A single can yeah, stand on its true. own. And the single true. can be on and the you album. You have to do later. a lot of work to remain, quote unquote, like relevant. And the single can be on the album later. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can or it does not have to. And um, I do like releasing the singles because it's another opportunity for me to... I don't have as much pressure on myself. The single can Fair. stand on its own and I can... The thing that makes the single harder is to develop the world around the single, right? You have yeah. to, de you know, developing a world around an album is, isn't the hardest thing. Well, it's hard, obviously, but True. it's really hard to do that with with a, a single so like you know in the same way you know a movie has a long play you know an album is kind of like a movie there's a lot of mm -hmm. place for it to unfold but a single is like a, a portrait a picture right it's right. like a photograph so you've got to like work really hard to make the photograph uh really stick you know what i mean you know you have to say a lot right, with right, one there. image in a photograph there. and with an, a movie you can say a lot with several images so with an album you can say a lot with several songs with the single you have to say a lot with one song and so you have to really be careful about picking the artwork for it to really match the feel of the song to match the feel of the artist and um the other thing is like Releasing the singles, you know, just to be, you know, like, let's let's call a spade a spade. Releasing the singles keeps you in the logarithms, right? Yeah, Releasing yeah, the absolutely. Keeps you on that. the radar, man. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, everything that I've gotten added to, you know, the, the, the music that I've released, which has, which is, you know, very, I've very, been very lucky to have added to a couple of different Spotify playlists right now. Like, right. Those are both singles, right? I released Real Time Lover as a single. And the vaporwave, uh, uh, the vaporwave um, playlist picked it up. I released the super flat remix as a single, and the future funk playlist picked that up. Would I have been so lucky if those were released just on albums? I don't know. Right. Maybe they would have been ignored. I don't have none of my songs released on albums. I love how the entire chat is completely agreeing with you. I guess this just has to be a good cop, bad cop routine. And I gotta be the best. No, cop. you bring up a really strong point. Like, yeah. I believe, you know, there's, um, you know, they uh, have their place. John John Zabelli Christ said one time, you know, that he, you know, he's like he wouldn't want to see he doesn't like the idea of 
Bandcamp becoming the same way Spotify is, where you can make playlists and such, because he said, I believe in the power of the album. And I do too. I believe in the power of the album. It should not be forgotten. Sometimes I don't want to see people rely too heavily on only releasing singles all the time. Like, you true, know, that's true. like what a lot of EDM artists are doing these days. That is one a thing that ED- really bothers me when I go look up an artist that I really, really like, and it's all singles. The wave oh, well, that's genre hard. is particularly bad about that. The wave genre is like all like you ever no look albums, at like a wave bro. genre. You ever look at the wave genres like yeah like playlist on Spotify and like you just go to like releases and then like to listen to their full discography I have to like individually click each twenty uh-huh. six twenty all, like, singles in a row. Super went out of their way to make like this bump like amazing artwork and it's just like it's the one single like yeah um i get confused by that too um i i i think it's you know and if you i don't think it's the bad idea to you know release a few singles and then do the album and you can put those singles onto the album as well there's nothing stopping you from just releasing it twice you know what i mean right and maybe taking down the single if you want to or keeping it up doesn't matter but um you know the power of the album shouldn't be forgotten and we shouldn't rely so heavily on the singles one thing you know and yeah and a lot of edm artists are doing that now too Pretty guess, much like um, every time I see a new release from an EDM artist these days, it's like, I think it's going to be an album and it's really just a single and it's not even, it's like a single with like the artist featuring like five of his friends. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, it's the, like, uh, the chat is like, uh, clamoring for us to get text input. Um, hey, I mean, where, where we got singles, ready? we got six hour long albums. You guys are ready for tech honors, it seems. Let's bring them on. Let's get All right, sense. so here comes Mr. Honors. Let me take away the... Where's the static? Come on, man. All right, here we go. Hey, nope, that's Dr. Chris twice. <laughs> All right, tech, you can go ahead and unmute yourself, man. Let me fix this window capture. Can you hear us? Yep. <clears throat> can you hear me? Yes, we can. Ooh. There he is. Guys, bear bear with me. <laughs> so so tech tech was Whoa. on. He, if you watched Dino Hour, tech was on a Discord call with me, so we could try mm. to get a seamless transition. Here we go. Seamless transition. It did not work. His his internet. Wow. Shit Sorry, itself. yeah. Don't worry about it. You have to do what you have to do, and no, uh, it, it, you had to drop that. Not- there we go. Oh, there we go. That's so there fun watching it collapse into the television like that. I'm glad how how, how that. elegant. I'm glad it's you vaporwave. think that's fun. That's vaporwave. It's vaporwave. Right. The, how are you um, doing, Nick? Oh, yeah. We need to know how he's doing. Well, I'm sorry. Say again. So everybody how? that watched Dino Hour probably already knows, but um, you're uh, a little under the weather. Yes. I have uh, I have COVID-19. <laughs> Damn. Uh, it's uh, Damn. That's it's a, uh, it's a yeah no um it's a it's been okay I was uh, I was a lot sicker um past few days today I'm not not quite as bad uh so you got a couple uh, care packages I did I got some care packages I got I got some uh, some tea and some cough drops uh, from Blashy. Uh, who made oh out how fun Blashy. how kind of Blashy Blashy's yes. been to tea field before he's a great dude Blashy is a great Blashy's dude. Wonderful. Uh, so yeah, so uh, that's been uh, I, I was drinking tea the whole time. Uh, I was doing the stream and uh, yeah, uh, now I'm just on water. But uh, but yeah, uh, hey man, hang in there. Don't feel like you have to go the whole two hours. Obviously, oh, no, it's, these 43 I'm viewers fine. are here. Not, I mean, I'm sure they probably like me a little bit. Probably like Dr. Chris a lot. 
but they're here to see and hear from you. Well, I I, I thrive on uh, on the on engaging. Uh, so if anything, I have felt better uh, the past couple hours than I. This guy's a trooper, oh, y'all. I I messaged him and I was like, we'll we'll postpone yeah, it, dude. It's I cool. know. I can't and he was like, "Oh, I was really looking forward to it." You, well, you, you, you trooper, you, you the, hero. The, 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 wow. the, the thing, my, my problem is that uh, COVID. Uh, I've made so many. Uh, I've, made, I haven't made light of COVID. I don't think, uh, but I've I've dealt with COVID as a situation through humor, which is what I do. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter so much made so many jokes at covid's expense you did for it to for it to come kick my ass and prevent me from doing a show or stream yeah was, was bullshit i was like well if it kicks my ass then i look like an idiot so <laughs> i had to i had to come back uh against it um, i i yeah i think that using humor as a way to deal with difficult situations is some is is important you know what i mean and i think i i hate when it gets lost on people do you know what i mean you know i hate when people take things overly serious which are very clearly humorous because the fact is that you know we need to do these things sometimes to make it through just to keep ourselves sane and just to just to just just to just to take away the power of something hard do you know what i mean honestly that's what keeps me coming you know, back i do that the all the time hours. in the hospital dude that's what Shit we do hilarious. that's what we do and that's that's what you literally have to do when you work in hospitals or trauma bays or deal with really difficult situations like there has oh, to yeah. be some little bit of gallows humor or I else was gonna just, ask you're just gonna that. fucking suffer you know what i mean like it just yeah. you know so you know I, I i think it's fine that you used the humor you should feel bad about that that's like a totally reasonable thing i, I don't think I, you, got, I don't think you feel bad about it actually no but. i i don't i don't personally but i have gotten pushback from um from at least one person before uh yeah. that was uh didn't didn't like that i was making light of it i think they were more and and they're a good person they they they, they were just more upset about the idea that i was using it or i was making making light of it during the pandemic it was it was I almost like that. their attitude about it was more yeah that it was like a too soon kind of thing or that there were literally thousands and thousands of people dying um all Damn. throughout the year um and so yeah so the idea that i was making a joke but it's like well there are so many new things that we make jokes about where people have or die because of it i don't know that it, why does COVID get this special treatment? If anything, it's just something that I was just like, this is how I'm coping with something that's catastrophically horrible in the universe. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah. There's a lot of criticism about how people want to cope with things sometimes. And I, um, I don't really like that because, you know, it's just like the world's really fucking hard and it's really fucking dark and bad man and like i just think it's like ridiculous when people are like no 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 you should be wallowing in it you should be sorrowful and serious right. all the time and i'm like fuck you fuck you man i we, we I, you have oh, like shit. these people have no idea about sorrow man let me tell you a little bit about fucking sorrow okay oh, i just shit. deal with that all the time in hospitals all the time in trauma bays all the time watching children die in front of me, trying to stop them from dying and them still dying. Okay, Jeez, don't I hate people to lecture about sorrow? Okay, you have no fucking clue. Like, relax. Okay, Damn, that is it's okay for people take, to use bro. humor. It's okay for people to cope. You Holy know what I mean? Shit. Like, you are just sitting there on your computer, looking at statistics, telling people what to do, judging people all the time, and you have no fucking clue about actual sorrow. You're just trying to yeah. get attention. Shut the fuck up. 
Truth. Sorry. I take a little bit of I take a little bit of umbrage to the people who are a little overly serious sometimes because I just think that they're just trying to be like they're trying to be this like noble they're trying to have this bit of like fake nobility you know what I mean this yeah. fake nobility to be like it, on the internet to look like something and I'm not trying to, and like you know we we should of course be mindful of everything and see and serious too and treat things with you know the the dignity and respect that they deserve but god damn it man we need humor too please. There's Stop some people, people so in harshly. the chat that don't know that you're a doctor. Yes. Yeah, man, I'm a surgeon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, I'm I've seen some of the pictures you posted in there. I'm gnarly, in, dog. So I'm mostly in private practice right now because, you know, I want to make music too. And, um, and uh, but I, I have I have worked in the trauma base pretty extensively. I have worked with a lot of serious things and, did, and, and done a lot of very serious things to save people and been amongst some real tragedy, uh, you know, and constant tragedy. That's the thing. When you work in a hospital sometimes, particularly in a trauma bay, you just like, it's one after another, after another, after another. And oh, I'm talking that's like, be rough on your I'm talking like, I, we're not talking about like just car accidents, self-inflicted gunshot wounds, machete fights. I swear to God, that was a Are real thing. Are you serious? Thing. Jesus, I've seen dude. a lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff. That's fucking crazy. I've anyway, seen things. Dad, like I think a lot believe. of the people who are trying to posture as noble would have no would we have no no concept of even how to look the, at. The frustrating thing about that is that there's a there, I mean truly like the people who are doing this posturing that you're saying is it's not it's not without like merit. They're trying to do no, you're what right. they oh, feel yeah. is the right thing. It's confusing. It's a confusing. Everyone thinks they're the good guy. Like everyone earnestly believes in themselves and their own perspective. Exactly. And and that's what makes it kind of hard to, I think that's why I get a little bit frustrated with like the concept of like policing morality. Cause I don't think that there's a, the idea that we human beings love to like put it into just like a, this is good. This is bad. They want, want to box it up, but it's, I don't know. Things aren't always as like cut and dry. Nothing uh, is cut and dry in this world. Yeah, so nothing. I think that's kind of world. that's kind and of why we got to make it that yeah, way. Y'all. Crazy. What's, What's up, up hey. John? Hey, John, I was up, literally man? just quoting you and talking about you once said that you know you believe in the album, and that will bring us back to our original point too. Was uh, you know belief in the full length album? You know what I mean? Over singles, right? I already know what this uh, guy's going to say. Back to our point. I still want to hear it though. Oh. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Sorry. No, I want to hear what you have to say. About what, what, album, yeah, man, I think I think I still stuff. think singles and EPs are. I mean, I want them. I just, uh, you know, I want to pay for the about, album. I want to rip yeah. that EP. You know what I'm saying? I think it's. I think it's funny. I think uh, the album is just uh, almost arbitrarily became the benchmark for uh, like. Like in the in the fifties and sixties when they would release like singles with a dominant format, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until like uh, the Beatles and the Beach Boys uh, sort of made albums become the new. Um, if you were a if if you were a, a legitimate artist, you're gonna have a full album, not just a single, and that carried itself into the future and sort of just became what is just accepted culturally like people release singles and but like you you need to have an album for it to like matter but i think well i feel like kind of like two ways about it on the one hand i think like 
I, I grew up with that, so I still do find value in an album over an EP, over a single. Like, to me, an album is, like, what matters. But then I also have to think about it, if I take a step back and think about it objectively, it's, it's completely arbitrary. It uh, is. It's true. You know what I mean? There's like, no right or wrong answer. Right. So so it's, it's funny because I feel like we're kind of coming back around to a point where... Uh, um, singles are starting to usurp uh the we are value of the album most definitely in the same, especially yeah, in more and, popular culture realm i mm-hmm. i said that albums are for your artistic statement and singles are to keep you in the logarithms and just to release something to act to engage an audience and they well, can be powerful sh- too you know what i mean they can yeah, also for, be very powerful. for sure singles are are like definitely like I, th- I think it used to be, yeah, it used to be that you released singles and then you would make an album out of your singles. True. Then, yeah. when, when albums kind of like how Hundred P does became important, then it was you you released albums and then you released singles to sell the album, uh, and that yes. is the one hundred percent electronica format. Um, but I think when it comes to just like releasing, a, like you were saying, like you don't you you don't like singles, you don't like EPs. I don't like paying for them. Um, Paying for them, yeah. I love supporting um, my homies. I love buying merch. I, I love paying I don't for albums. To buy, I love I don't Patreon. To buy my, yeah, I don't expect people to buy my singles. The singles are to have something to get people excited right. about. You know, yeah. the singles are an opportunity to do to you know because it takes a long time to make it. I mean, I don't know how you do the albums as often as you're doing right now, Tech. Dude, me that's, neither. Jesus, that's that's a whole other topic. I'm I'm gonna put that yeah. on to we, the we side. We are going to that's talk lunacy. about that at some point. But we'll put that up to the side for a moment. But um, you know, I re- the, you know releasing an album takes a lot of work. You have to make it cohesive. You have to tell a story. You have to create a world with it. You know, it has to mean something. It has to say something about you and your worldview a little bit. If you want to be that kind of artist, it has to at least say something, right? It has to be a, it has to be a big piece. And it requires getting the correct artwork. Have to master it so everything sounds the way everything sounds equalized. It takes a, and then you have to, and then you didn't even get into the bar about the physical format part where you have to start talking to a label to release it, and then it's going to be like another couple months before that comes out. Uh, with a single, I can get the single written and then prepared for release within a you know within like a month. You know what I mean? I can write the song fair, and get it ready fair. for release quickly, and I can still pick powerful artwork for it, and it can still mean something. And you know, the the single is like a little quick conversation between friends, and uh, and the album is a long discussion where you pour your feelings out, right? You know, but the single is like a pop up. You popped by to say hi. You know what I mean? I think and, I think you're right about saying that the single is like a. Uh, it's it's more from it's more from marketing, uh, and it's, you're it's, not it's wrong. To get you, it's to get you into the algorithms at this point. Like it's it's different. I think singles now are different than they were in like the '90s, um, where it was something that was trying to sell your album. Now it's literally just trying to sell you, the, the artist. Uh, continued um relevance so you're just yeah. by releasing a single yeah. you stay on the playlist you're you stay well, the world right, uh, the world moves we quickly, need singles right? with cap what am i trying to say is capitalism the reason that we need singles i think the fast pace of the world is the reason we need singles because i don't really make any money off a single right i think the fact that information moves quicker and quicker and quicker as we move forward into time that's why we have to leave single so often because there's so much stimuli and there's so much quick access to stimuli and you know the attention your attention span i'm not even saying attention spans are shorter they are sure oh you can make the argument they are or they aren't but Mine attention there's, there's more things to pay attention to and you can do it 
at one, you can pay attention to multiple things at once right now. So, and there's a lot of people doing a lot of really cool shit out there. So, you know, you might really, you know, there's a lot to look at. There's a lot to listen to and people listen to something and then move on to the next thing. You can literally on these applications, you literally like just run your finger up and scroll to the next thing and scroll to the next thing, True. And scroll to the next thing. I don't think singles are necessarily, I think singles are kind of anti-capitalist. I don't make a lot of money off them. I don't think many people make any, you just said you don't got, you're not going to buy a single. Nobody buys a single. So what's it going to do? Go, go on a streaming station and you're going to make a few pennies? I mean, right. go ahead. There's still, there's still, it's, I'll be right back, fellas. It's, okay. I would say it's still serving a, a, a capitalist agenda just by virtue mm. of keeping you around so that you, mm. so that people will continue to buy your stuff later. But it's, it, but I think it's, uh, it's more like, it's more like, like what you were saying, like it's not, we don't have shorter attention spans necessarily. It's yeah. just that all of the entertainment that we have to choose from has less, has less, uh, potential real estate Mm -hmm. so where there used to be uh 50 channels on tv there are now 1000 uh you know what's funny dude you mentioned like 50 channels and now there's 1000 it's not even television anymore it's streaming stations and you can select exactly what you want and then you can put it on and then like that has like it's not it's like channels but it's like a thousand channels under the streaming service and you can pick anyone you want and you just let it play and it'll suggest a new one for you to watch after that we're not even at channels anymore right at least channels will hold your attention because you have to watch them also really brief break world of equip just said singles are campaign expansion packs made to elongate the scope of attention for your album both pre and post release how fun how fun that's a yeah that's a that's a perfect way of saying it though especially with the way that 100 percent treats it i don't think like I think a lot, maybe more pop, pop, pop music artists don't treat singles so much as like expansion packs on an album as much as, much as they would just like uh, keeping attention on the artist or whatever. But I do like the idea of like, uh, yeah, like singles and remixes. And I think that's what like an EP is, you know, an EP expansion pack, if you will. <laughs> hey, right. Yo, that works out so but, uh, perfectly. It does. <laughs> Holy shit. Equip. You have to call your next EP the expansion pack. <laughs> I mean, like, personally, I like Synthetic Core 88. Like, all of his music's amazing, but Synthetic Core 88 is just really special to me. Oh, no, that, that album has one of my favorite uh, uh, Equip songs on it, the, um, the very last track, The Credit Roll. Oh, really? Yeah. I think mine is the, the Sleeping Giant one. I can't remember what it's called. That or the, the Ivory Submarine one. So, you know, the other thing is that... Um, you know, with the amount of information that's coming in, there you know people can release things more often. There's a lot more stuff going on. There's a lot more things to pay attention to. You know, like it's just so funny because um, tech. You know how I always post like the America's Funniest People clip under like you occasionally with yeah. like you know, and like the it's like the yeah the bloopers. But like you yeah. ever watch that and it's just like the dumbest shit you've ever seen in your life. Yes. It's just a bunch of people. It's like camcorders had just become an ubiquitous thing. So people were just like so amazed that they could record themselves. Idea. And they're like, like pulling their cheek. And you could send that. <laughs> you could send like a video in of someone going like, blah, 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 like yeah, to like a network. Like, and you could send it to a <laughs> network. television. Right. A network television that showed a show in prime time at like 8.30 at night in prime time television. And they would play Bob you doing Saget that stupid. 
They play, dude, America's Funniest People is even worse than America's Funniest Videos. That's why I like it even more because it's like the lowest common denominator of the 90s. Like, it's the worst shit in the world. It's like from 1991. And when people think of the 90s, they have like this, this dumb nostalgia for the good shit, like the Seinfelds or the or the good seasons of The Simpsons. And it's like, nah, bro, those exist outside time. You want to really know what the 90s were like? Watch America's Fucking Funniest Fucking candid fun camera, people. bro. Like, watch that shit. That's what the 90s were like. The other things, those were outliers. Like, like, like uh, Seinfeld was an outlier. But what I want to say really quick is that my point is, though, is that dumb fucking video where someone grabs their cheek and says, oh, blah, blah, shit. blah. You could send that to network television and potentially win $10,000. Like, you could not only get be, be played on network TV at 830 at night on, an, on a major network, but you could win $10,000 for doing that dumb shit. Do you know how much work people do today to get 15 seconds of your attention? Like, you know what I mean? Like for no money, like whatsoever. Like it's ridiculous how that, that's my point about how fast the world moves now because technology is so democratized and we can do so much with it that like, man, I got to release singles. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like I can't. No, it's, it's like mandatory. Yeah. Like it, I mean, and I, I'm, I have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. And the other thing, the last thing I mentioned, and then I'm going to stop talking, is just that I said it before you came on the show, but like for me at least, um, any time I've been picked up by one of the Spotify playlists, it's been a single. Like I didn't get anything off my albums put on the Vaporwave playlist, but my one of my singles, Real Time Lover, did. I didn't get anything from any of my albums put on the Future Funk playlist, but the, but the Super Flat remix I made did. So, you know, I don't know what's how this shit works. You know what I mean? So maybe yeah. I got, you, got, you got to release singles sometimes. And I'm done talking. What do you guys have to say? <laughs> I have a question for Tech. So um, <clears throat> we don't have to necessarily talk about the content if you don't want to. But you had a particularly spicy take on Twitter just a couple of days ago. Oh, boy. Is there, is there ever, like, a time that you've made a statement and felt like, eh, I don't know, maybe that was a little too spicy? Or do you 100% stand by your words every time? I made, a, I made a take one time that I deleted after like four or five hours because uh, <laughs> I, I too. think I, I I think I um I used the term leftist where I probably meant liberals, but oh boy, I don't that's know. probably the because I yeah basically I was like blaming leftism for something when it was more like liberalism than leftism and so then I I. I I got pushed back from one person on that, and I thought about it a little bit. I was like, "Ah, this isn't. This is just incorrect." Uh, so I deleted mm. it. Um, you deleted it because it was factually incorrect. I, I felt that it was. Yeah, it was factual. I, I, I was. Yeah, I was using the wrong term. Uh, when it comes to like the 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 tweet that I made, whatever the fuck that was, was it the DMX one? All right. Yes, the DMX one. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that it's a. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I stand by it. I don't. I wouldn't delete that. I think. Uh, you get, you definitely got some people talking. I think that they. Yeah, I think it's. It makes people get a little bit. I feel like people get a little bit sensitive. Uh, well, first off, death makes people sensitive, right? Death sure. makes uh, people sensitive. Death is and it's, correct. Yes. Yeah, and so I don't. I don't think. Um, like sometimes people have a hard time dealing with saying bad things about someone who has just died. But I think it's really funny when that is an argument that is used. I think the DMX thing was a perfect, a perfect example because DMX and uh, Prince Philip died on the exact same yeah. day, right? 
2021 was crazy. There was absolutely no shortage of people ripping on Prince Philip. And I'm not defending Prince Philip True. as like a human being. I, Those memes like, were fire. But people were shitting on Prince Philip's grave the whole time. Okay, fine. But so my my thing was just that like if there's gonna be this weird like if if it's okay to like make fun of people when they're dead uh or if it if you're going to police the morals of someone uh when they die then why why isn't that done across the board well because Uh, that's that's yeah that's like that's not the culture we exist in right i mean prince philip is seen as as an enemy right as an enemy is as, as a monarchist it's somebody yeah. who's Bourgeoisie. seen it's seen as elite he's seen as a leech basically right he lives a giant welfare baby right all he does is live off the riches uh, the, live off Fact. the money of other people because of some bizarre fucking like strange historic right that was gone that was that traces back so far and involves so many weird things that like no clergyman or historian could ever even untangle the reason as to why these people have the wealth that they do and why we tolerate it you know what i mean so like you know kind of a hundred percent fuck what he represents right as for dmx i don't i'm not you know i know he i'm i'm agreeing with you tech right now about that 100 percent. yeah but same. dmx is the soundtrack for some of these kids right he means more to them because he's their soundtrack right regardless of what his character was and regardless of regardless of what philip's character was he represents a welfare state that leeches from people that that represents like privilege that's completely born into and undeserved and is hurting his and hurts the people underneath him and DMX has done a lot to hurt people probably personally and said a lot of offensive things. And I don't know. I don't really know any. I don't know anything about DMX, honestly. Like, I really don't. Like, I don't know anything about his history. I don't know a lot. I only know. I only know about his singles. That's it. But what I do know is that he's the soundtrack for some of these kids youth. He's like he means what his his art is for them means something. Right. But Philip means nothing. Right. Exactly. So So, we can't really live in this sort of like world where everything is policed equally because it's not. the problem, I think, is that it's it's okay. <laughs> like, well, all I really want people to like be like to get out of it or whatever is to just recognize that it's okay to like have complex feelings about the things that you like or don't That's like. Smart. It's okay. Well, beautifully said. said. You, you beautifully said. To, yeah, like it's it's not well everything said. is going to be like like perfectly black and white or whatever and so i it, it was really frustrating i got like someone i i got accused multiple times of racism because dmx is black and i would first off i've made pl- fun of plenty of shitty white people who died when they died <laughs> uh but that's neither here nor there my point wasn't it didn't have anything to do with that it was it was not that you shouldn't it's not that we should just shit on every single person or that we shouldn't shit on anyone at all. It's just that it should just be fine to like accept that things are not 100% one way or the other. Like yeah. I love the Beatles. I fucking love I the Beatles. I love the Beatles too. The Beatles did, love the also, Beatles. They did wonderful things for the world. They yeah, also, yeah. John Lennon beat his wife. That's shitty. Yeah. like a shitty fucking horrible thing to do uh they were they probably 
I almost undoubtedly use racial slurs. There's one of a there's a performance where John Lennon is just like openly right. mocking like a, a mentally handicapped uh, oh, like boy. doing an impression of yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's move away from the specifics. Yeah. You guys need to well, read so, no, this I, chat, I, by the way, while I, we're I, having I, this I, super I, serious I, conversation. I, this chat is going crazy feelings. and it's hilarious. It's fucking oh, hilarious. Hey, what these people are it's saying. hot takes. It's hot takes vapor. You want the hot takes? Look, I do want uh, the hot takes. I did ask for it. <laughs> all right, but so anyway, I won't get into the details. But David Bowie did some very suspicious. Yeah, things. David Bowie did suspicious. Uh, things. Everybody did, right? Uh, yeah. So my what I'm saying is, it's just like that. Th- this happens, like, and it's that sucks. And like, we can do things to like not do like repeat those things. Um. But I don't think you're going to live in a world where you're going to, uh, where you're going to make every celebrity morally pure. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're just not going to make that happen. Um, and yeah. to have, to even expect, um, celebrities who are regular people, uh, to even expect them to, um, have these like perfectly like pure moral values that again that gets into the whole like well what is like m- like morally correct oh, shit, and, yeah what, you know what i mean so mm. like to hey even, we're, we're interviewing you not keith rankin bro uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in god <laughs> do you believe in god <laughs> uh Anyway, yeah, so I think, I don't know. I just think it's, I just wish more people would just be comfortable with the fact that, like, you can dislike things about the things that you do like and still enjoy those things. I, um, I think you said I, it beautif- beautifully when you said yes. it's okay to have complex feelings about the things you enjoy. It doesn't have yes. to be binary, it, like right. you said. And, and you said it before, Chris. Um, you know, you can't take away those, those special memories you have with various artists, even if they turn out to become yeah. super problematic. Like, what are you going to do? You Go can't... back and forget that you found... <laughs> Roman yeah, Polanski like, or Woody Allen or you can't unexperience the, the way the art made you feel. You can't unexperience it. And honestly, no one can take that away from you. Not even oh, the artists the themselves. Follow, they yeah. can't take that away from you. That's yours. Your your the way you felt when you heard that art or experienced that art or saw that art, that is yours now. It belongs to you and no one can take that away, not even the artists themselves. And honestly, these artists artists are just they're just human. They're vessels for something greater than them at the end of the day. I think uh, you don't I have think... to buy their shit if you don't like. I'm sorry. Last thing I want to say is no, like you don't okay. have to. You can still like, and that's like you don't have to buy their shit. You don't have if you don't agree with what they're saying or what they're doing. You don't have to support them. You don't have to buy their shit. But if you experience the art, you can continue to experience the art. You know what I mean? It, it moved you. There's nothing you could do about it. So, and that, that's why. That's why I. I, I think the idea. Just don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I get frustrated too because I think um, so. I'm a proponent of the concept of separating the art from the artist, and I I really like it. With, I totally 100% respect when someone says I cannot separate the art from the artist. Uh, yeah, that's Keith, yeah, same. Keith, for example, is uh, I mean he's in Death Dynamic Shroud. He uh, uh, like we had a big conversation about it when we were recording the new album. The idea of wow. like, can you can you like mentally separate that or whatever. 100%. I can't. I can just like put it away. Uh, but what I don't like is when the counter argument states that separating the art from the artist is a morally uh, unsound um, 
behavior. Because if I, if, let's use DMX as an example because it's like a little joker moment here, but if I like DMX and he's got these homophobic and transphobic lyrics, then I am, in according to the people who preach this, then I am putting aside all of the feelings that I have for my for my homosexual friends, my trans friends. I am putting their feelings aside just for the enjoyment of this artist. Um, but that so basic basically what I'm saying is if your if your argument is that if your argument is that separating art from the artist is morally not okay. Uh, then I like I just fundamentally disagree with you, and that's when it becomes that's when I that's when I take umbrage with the idea that you're policing morality in a it, it doesn't the way that you're doing it doesn't make any sense because you're literally just deciding what is doesn't matter. It's, it's no, just, I, it I, too, I, you're going down a rabbit hole, yeah. but I hear you. Yeah, mm -hmm. it gets it's too impossible to you. That's what morality is not. It's not a real thing. It doesn't innately exist. There so, is no so such thing. Do you think, just if, even though morality creative. doesn't exist, do you think maybe like the effects of one's actions are important? Like, mm, that's yes. a dumbass question. That's of course you do. Really but, good no. point. But, like, but morality, morality versus exists. helping is morality, I guess. Morality exists socially. It, we, it, True. It, we, like, we punish it, people that do bad things. It doesn't exist cosmically. Just In a perfect socially, world. Socially, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have to have we have to have some sort of uh, rule set for us to all be, you know. It's it's not cosmically, cosmically. There's nothing morally wrong with me uh, killing someone, but socially there is, <laughs> and so we have to we have to operate with with these, like the social morality. But the problem still exists. That damn, I should have had the airport no, ready for that one. <laughs> there is no uh, <laughs> there, there is no actual so there is no like actual text saying that's cosmically okay to kill yeah, people. Somebody clip that, please. <laughs> it's cosmically are all okay the to are murder. all the people that unsubbed tech honors in the chat right now? By the way, because you were invited. <laughs> um, I would say that it's good that mindfulness is a thing, right? I think it's 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 a really you know there's never it, navigating the world of people's feelings and the world of um of co of consequence is is a is a thing that we all have to do uh you know that we've always had to do i guess right and it always changes and um you're right there is no universal truths to anything it's more about listening to people you know what i mean i guess and just hearing what they have to say and being open to them and and i think i try to be it's, sometimes I lose it, like I just did earlier when I was fuck, saying "fuck this" and "fuck that." Nobility, that fake nobility, but mm -hmm. I right, I did earlier. But I I try to pull myself back and to be not reactionary and to be ab above the reactionary things that people might always kind of like fall into once in a while um, because it, it's it's a bad hole to fall into, right? You know, you know when when you, when you start arguing back and forth with people about things. You know, it's it, it it can become it can become a morass. You know, right? It's just uh, best to let people sometimes say what they have to say and just try and hear it from their perspective, and then still have your own after that. Easier said than done, right? I think yeah. I think what what you're saying is what would be ideal uh, in that people would be willing to listen, 
sometimes change the way that they feel, but sometimes not if they if they disagree. But um, in in a general sense, be accepting of the fact that it's there's a fluidity to morality uh, that isn't always going to be. I mean, a, morality literally is subjective, so everybody's going to have their own uh, interpretation. Uh, there's going to be a lot of overlapping between people but it's not always going to be exactly the same and that's why it does really kind of it frustrates me when people start to be like no this is you're being an objectively bad person by liking uh the beatles because um because john lennon did something really shitty I think the best thing to do is to remain above that stuff do you know what I mean I think the yeah. best thing to do is to remain above it and to not engage you know it's just people are going to want to pull you into that world of arguments. And to me, getting pulled into that world of arguments about art distracts me from art. Do you know what I mean? Like whenever I see people having these big conversations and then all of a sudden they're like reposting their feelings about stuff that they heard someone else say here and there. And I just get like, I just roll my eyes so hard. And I just look at these people doing this all the time. And I say like, you are just like, you're wasting, your energy is so precious. Your time is so precious. You could be using all this energy that you have been taking to craft your response to someone's tweet that made you upset. And you could be using it to make your art. If you don't like their vision of the world, you have the energy to create your own vision of the world and you can start doing it. You can pick up your instruments, pick up your sampler, pick up your 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 art whatever you use to make art and start making your own world your own vision and that can be a more powerful response to to then just sitting there and like engaging in whatever discord chat you're in back and forth blah 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 blah. you know what i mean right. like you you have such limited your energy is limited your time is limited he quick has some good I mean, words in the chat. He says, uh, "Channel it. So much more could wisely. be accomplished if there was more empathy. Literally, all humans want is to be understood." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like yeah. right. That's, Absolutely, that's, uh, people. Right there. People. And how that's it's so hard to feel understood. So hard to feel understood when you're not really specifically talking to people, right? You're just like talking to a screen and a collection of dots that form these strange little shapes that we refer to as words and letters right so fucking ridiculous well i think like also <laughs> I, I mean you're, you're not wrong i think like but like like i was disappointed in myself after the whole dmx thing because i spent so much time in the in the replies that, we, i do that too we all do that I know. usually though when i post usually when i post something i don't i i won't allow myself to get too caught up in the replies because mm. i don't care but i wanted to try and like articulate what i meant but it didn't seem to matter uh, which is matter. how it always goes and that's that's why i was disappointed in myself but uh but also i mean like i mean it's no secret like i'm pretty i'm i'm a i'm kind of a troll on twitter like that's yeah, i thought like, that was like the, that's like the funny thing right yeah, like that so like that i like, think it's I good do... to take you as like satire and humor like you know there's nothing wrong with that yeah like i i i do post things sometimes to get a certain rise out of uh people and it helps to clear out my followers sometimes because <laughs> then, <laughs> then I, I lose some followers and it's like well i didn't want you anyway <laughs> i didn't want but, you uh, anyway. <laughs> no, uh, god okay. damn <laughs> no i think it's uh it's it's just um i but i what i don't want to be associated with i don't want to be associated with that like uh like any sort of subsection of uh, the community that has further further takes that are way too uh the other the edge far the other direction yeah yeah 
I, that's I'm not about being like an edge lord if that's what. No, I just um, that's you know you just that doesn't lead to to much to be that way when you when you're like that it doesn't in doing that you know it just it, it inspires people in the wrong directions. Do you know what I mean? You know when you want to open people up, open up. This I sound so fucking lame and wholesome. You want to open people's hearts and minds, right? You know what I mean? Hey, like, the duality wanna, of Doctor Chris. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to like just sort of appeal to their gut reactions for shit. You don't want to appeal to this gut anger gestalt reaction, right? You want to appeal to openness. You want to like. You want to come off as patient and understanding with people because it opens them up. It just changes them, and it doesn't have. To, you don't want to change their opinion. You want to change them, right? You want to change how they feel about things, right? You can never really change people's opinions, but True. you can sometimes alter the way that they interpret information it's and the, see it differently. But you can, I usually just like to ask them questions, like, "Why don't you self-examine?" I usually just be nice. I just say, "Okay, it's fine." Yeah, and I try. You want to talk about that a little bit more, <laughs> like you know? No, it's I, like I, I learned a long time ago. Like uh, the easiest way to get people to. Um, to like, I guess if you're, in, I don't know, maybe this is like sociopathic or something. But the, the uh -oh. <laughs> I've got my finger on the air horn button, bro. The, no, it's <laughs> just, <laughs> actually I have one the just for you. Uh... Wait, go, Tech, you please. Oh, yeah. no, no, it's, it's the, the the way to like. Go. I'm sorry, I, was... I guess you manipulate uh, played the, way too late. the conversation. You manipulate the conversation to be like, uh, if you want someone to understand something, um, and they have like a certain opinion that's mm -hmm. like uh toxic or whatever mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to get them to change it yeah mm -hmm. uh not outright but what you can do is basically um how do i even like okay let's let's try like this instead suppose right. someone is wrong about something like factually okay uh, they they are like uh they say that um that Radiohead's first album is The Benz, right? Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, Pablo Honey is the actual first album, right? So they're they're like that. Well, on their first album with blah, 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 with whatever Benz song, and and then instead of instead of being like instead of trying to tell the person that they're wrong, you can say something like, uh, "Be like, wait, is wait the Benz is their first album?" And then they go, "Yeah." And then you go, oh, oh, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was Pablo Honey, but I don't know. You might be right. And that's all you have to do to get them. Yep. To be, they'll they'll walk away from the conversation, still maintaining that the Benz is the the first album, but they'll go into it later, <laughs> accepting the idea that they were wrong. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with what you just question, said. That seems you know? reasonable. That seems yeah. reasonable, you know. I don't so, think that's I don't think that's sociopathic. I think that's just like you're just like, well, I thought it was this. Well, you know, well, so you know do you think maybe that's manipulative? Is that why you think you said uh, sociopathic? Yeah. I feel like there needs yeah. to be a better word aside from manipulative and but sociopathic for you're what doing that something is, for the good of humanity. Well, it's like you're doing something without embarrassing oh somebody. Nathan what you're doing said, is you're, you're doing something without embarrassing somebody. You know what I mean? Okay, so EXE2MP3 said tech. That's all well and good when it's something as harmless as the first Radiohead album. But what about a fundamental human rights issue? So yeah. uh, hmm. my approach to that is obviously there's going to be like fundamental human rights issues. You're going to have at a certain level 
we're going to have a point where people have a differing perspective on what is morally sound and what is not morally sound. Uh, everybody's going to think they're right, um, including myself. And so what I would do is in like a situation where a person is talking about like how, uh, if you're talking about like a uh, somebody is, I don't know, homophobic or something like that. And they're making claims about how uh, it's a, it's against God or uh, it's not it's, natural. It's not it's not natural that kind of thing. Um, I would still approach it in a similar light. I would not personally be the kind of person that would be like uh, be like adamantly telling them that they are wrong um, because that's just not how like I combat uh, that kind of conversation. I would still go into it i would just be listening and then i would probably like say things like what about blah 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 blah, blah and make them think about their me too bro just, exactly that's asking what i'm talking questions. about get people to yeah, think so you, you keep asking them so uh if i can can i can i go into a quick anecdote please. here please uh, do uh i worked i had a co-worker who was a flat earther um wow. she 100 believed that the earth was flat and uh and so she was like, she was very, very, very uh, into uh, conspiracy theories and all that jazz. And um, so she was like, she was trying to explain to me why the earth was flat. And I was like, okay, I was like, I asked, I started, I said, what's on? She said that Antarctica is at the rim of the earth. Uh, and uh, I was like, what happens if you go over the edge? She's like, you can't because they have, the government won't allow people to go to Antarctica, which is I don't know if that's factually true, but I highly doubt it. But anyway, uh, I wasn't able to like combat that, but I was like, all right, well, um, she's, she was, she said something about how if you, um, if a, if the earth is traveling, like as if it was a globe and it's traveling super fast and I have to fly from Ohio to California why wouldn't I just, if it's moving that fast, why wouldn't we just like go into an airplane and wait for the wait for California to come to us? <laughs> and I was like, well, I was like, well, I think uh, instead of being like, because that's not how fucking physics work. Uh, I was just like, uh, well, if you are on like a, a train and you throw a ball up in the air, the ball doesn't go all the way back right it, go, it goes up and then it comes back down right because you're both moving so everything's moving and so she was like considered like tried to think about it. i was like it's like theory of relativity or whatever but the point was i just kept asking questions about how would this work how does like how what about this what about other celestial bodies beings and there were all kinds of weird answers uh but at a certain point the answer finally like her, her she was just like I guess I'll just have to do more research. Ooh, uh, great. And and that's, you know, and I to, to me, she was a lost cause. I don't think that I had any chance of ever changing her mind about it. But I certainly wasn't going to get anywhere screaming in her face about it. Yeah, uh, you can't even do anything at that yeah, point, can you? That's not how like, you would right. want to be talked to. So, so. You know what's really fascinating to me about those people who are like flat earthers or don't believe in this or don't believe in that? It's just that it just really speaks to the... Um, just the loneliness of people that they need to find themselves a group that they could be associated with so they can connect with somebody so they could be a part of something so they can feel like they have some kind of power 
And, you know, you know, people in, you know, feel very powerless, right? Particularly if they're not educated or they don't have a lot of opportunities or if they just don't have a lot of friends or a lot of social life, right? So they go online and somehow they end up in a flat earther group. And then all of a sudden they start making these friends and they have like a little community and they all share um, a, a whole, a whole like collection of information and signs and sigils and Chris, you still with us? Did oh. we lose him? <laughs> we may have lost him. Oh, damn. No, I, I know exactly what he's talking about, though. Hey, I'm oh, like, yeah. I think, is, is the stream frozen? Or is you're the stream frozen. Oh, you're, no, back. you're back. You're back. I'm frozen. You're absolutely so right, though. That's how people get, so like, like, drafted how people into, like, you... white supremacists. Well, did, you ever watch, did you ever watch the Flat Earth documentary? There's, like, a little one about them. And, like, one of the main no, guys Will in Wade it was is just, like... was a hella good documentary. It was, and like the main guy they interview, and it is just like this guy's a lonely guy, and like now he has friends, now he gets to go to conventions and speak, and now he feels like he has a community. And like, I mean, I'm like 90% sure that's probably how bronies started, right? <laughs> like, you know, you it started as a joke, and then it turned into something bigger, and then people had friends, people had community now, right? It's just what's vaporwave, right? And we build right, a community yeah. around exactly. our art, you know. Now, I, you know, it's 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 hard for me to criticize. I mean, I can criticize because the community that we have here is built around creating art and music. And like, you know, I've, that feels a little bit more important than other things. But at the end of the day, who am I to say? Um, these flat earth people and these other people in these fringe groups, they just like this is their this is their family. This is their friends. Now, this is their social group. They can't betray it. I don't even think that's anything new. It's just it's exclusive. It's exclusive knowledge. It's where people yeah, feel like uh, knowledge. they're yeah. in on something. They have. That yeah, they're in on, in on something. Yeah, Dude, on something I, I had friends. I had a, an era from 2003 to 2006 where I was a hardcore conspiracy theorist. Dude, I believed. I it. had a conspiracy theorist era too, and it was actually it was around bad. the same time. That's weird. <laughs> It was bad. They're fun I to mean, read about, dude. I just never really no, yeah, bought was, into them, you know? I, I, I definitely was, like, fucking real bought into it. It was bad. Really? It was, wow. It was really? Crazy. Do you mind divulging what some of the ones that you were like, sure. this is fact? Like, No, so for 100%, I believed uh, that. So I, I, I'm not a Christian. Uh, I'm an atheist. But uh, at the time, I was a Christian. And I believed in a... Oh, that's so interesting. I, I believed that the Bible uh, was um, at least the first five books, the Torah, uh, mm. was uh, a code, and I believed that the you can look up Bible code, but it was a whole bunch of shit. Anyway, point is, like numerology and shit. Yeah, predicted the future, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, and that's there was all this fucking proof fascinating. that it did. Uh, yeah, no, obviously, yeah, but it made me feel like I knew what was going to happen. It made me mm. because I was on, I predicted or I was told all these predictions about like these meteors that were going to strike the earth and where they would hit and how many people would mm -hmm. die etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. and uh but it made me you know i got i got into the whole the fucking zeitgeist movie so i bought into the whole like anti-federal reserve and the it basically it just got to this really 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 oh, bad louis theroux I, I love that guy well, they mentioned, uh, I click mentioned my Scientology documentary. That's the uh, Louis Thoreau one, right? I mean, I've met Ron Paul. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I used to be so a libertarian. It just, it got, it got really, really Go ahead, dark. Jackie. Yeah. It got really, really it dark. Got really dark. Oh, God. I, I eventually, no, I, I truly, like, I, like, thought, I genuinely thought that I was eventually just going to have to kamikaze myself into, like, a bank. Fascinating, man. Wow. Fascinating how shit changes. Uh, like that Amazing guy who flew his plane into the...
Press building. Fascinating. Unreal. I, I just, I recently just deleted a Facebook post where, because I, I, I get the memories, Facebook memories, you know? Yeah. Where I sympathized with that guy. Fascinating, like man. Fucking 11 years ago or whatever when I was a fucking crazy person. And so, uh, yeah. No, um, we've, I think we've all we've been. We've all had a, a dark person. era, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. we've it's, all it's had really a period. I think everybody yeah. goes. Through, I mean, I think a lot of people who come out with a lot of wisdom, who have a lot of wisdom, go through this phase where they were off the rails. And then they're like, you kind of almost like when you like really lean into being like in, into a way of thinking that isn't your normal way of thinking. And then you just get too far into it. And you're like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? So much you wake up and you get so much growth from it. You know what I mean? You get so much you leave with so much wisdom being like, I when you like I'm a different person, but I always was the person I just. I, I was like wandering through this 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 morass of of ignorance and and blind blind knowledge, and now here I am on the other side of it, and like wow, I really just like I got a lot, I gained a lot of experience points. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just a whole new sense of wisdom, right? Oh, it was a it was definitely a a, a big wake up experience. I eventually was wow. able to like fascinating to, to, to see that i like the predictions like that were supposed yeah. to happen weren't coming true and i was just like wow wow man and imagine how much you just grew up from that imagine how much wisdom you gained from that how much experience that just uh shaped you to be to, to think differently from then on out you know i remember um you know i just remember when i was um when i was younger when i was younger as in younger as in like just in like my my early and mid-20s and um when I first got into to you know the medical school sort of you know doctory world, right? I started like looking back at my life prior, thinking, well, that was childish the way I was behaving. It's time to grow up, you know, time to wear stupid clothes and and change the way I think and settle down and and you know just the whole American dream. Ma thing. Marry marry somebody who is uh, you know like who appears to be mature, more mature, and, and appreciates the superficial way of living, and uh, you know do that. That's what you do, right? You settle down, you do this, and that's how you achieve what you're supposed to do in life and like you put away childish things right and then like you just like i just remember going into it and just being like this isn't how i look this isn't how i want to feel this person doesn't even like me this this whole world that i've been sold from movies and television about what i should be like looking for even from like my parents and my family it's just it's so phony and like i'm like i have to live like this for the rest of my life till i die <laughs> like oh I my know, god right? i want like, out and i'm like I, I want out and like some people never learn that and they just sort of trudge along and they just just push down all their feelings and say things like and they just keep thinking about the best times of their life from when they were 21 for the forever right and they never see their friends anymore and they never make anything anymore and um and they think that's just the way it's supposed to be and everybody's supposed to suffer like you know what i mean and, and then like oh, sucks. and they never have the right. and, they, you, you, and i know that they're probably like looking out their window every once in a while looking at that car being like man i really wish i could get in that car and drive and do something i wanted to do and wish i didn't own the, all this dumb shit i own and like have all these <laughs> right. dumb friends i have now that i only know through like you know my wife or through like right through mixers work. I don't have any adventures anymore. You know what I mean? And like yeah. they, they realize it too late. And then they think it's too late. And like, well, it's too late. I'm not relevant anymore. I'm I'm a little out of shape now. I don't know what's cool anymore. I don't know how to dress anymore. Guess that's it for me. And they right. say that at like the age of 32. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you fucking idiots. Like you're 32. Jeez, like you could still up. leave. Like they think 32 oh, no. is like it's all over. And I'm like, you're so stupid. Like you could just leave. <laughs> 30s, 30s are the beginning, man. 30s the, the 30s are the best, man. Like, yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> so much cooler in my 30s. Hey, actually, on that man. note, Tech, you quit your job not too long ago. 
Yeah. That's a big thing, How has it been man. going since then, man? Like, do you ever go like, oh, man, you know, like, I kind of miss it, or, or is there any downside? Yeah, uh, sure, there's downside. Uh, for one, there's a... Well, for one, I, I made a lot more money when I had a job. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but um, no, uh, I uh, the biggest drawback is probably that you're not getting um, you're not getting as much like social interaction and yeah, literal, literal physical. Because you worked like, a lot of customer around. facing jobs, huh? Well, actually, I, I did, but um, my, my most recent job was in an office, uh, and it was awesome. I really liked it. I just needed to quit because I needed to be able to focus more on Destiny Shroud in order to, like, make things happen. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, it was um, it was just, I don't know, like, it, it's just the, the, there's something that literally, like, gets you, gets your, like, being going when you literally have to, like, get up and drive to work and like be at this place and talk to these people and there's like expectations on you versus just rolling out of bed drinking some coffee and looking at twitter mm. and being like should i start doing this or eh, i'll just watch youtube for a little bit uh it's hard to it's hard to be your own boss you're it's have, hard have to, you had um, to develop kind of like a little bit of a routine or like yeah find so a way to got, like talk yourself into working you know yeah, well, having the deadlines of the mixtape club has really helped. Um, oh, tell me about it. it. I can't yeah, do a DJ talk, set talk, unless talk I have that, a yeah. deadline. Talk about yeah. that. Please. Talk about that mixtape club and yeah, how talk you guys about even the came. Because like, that was like a that. crazy <laughs> decision of you guys to be like, you know what? Talk about the a new whole al- thing. A new yeah. album constantly. And I remember when you guys announced it, I'm like, oh. Why don't, why don't you That's brag so a little bit? Hard. I think everybody here so knows like, about my it. My thing but... is like, not only is it like you're doing a new album constantly, but now that means like when you release like the the main album, like oh my god, like what are you gonna? You're like right. these you are better the, get keys involved. These are the extra. These are the these are the extra albums, and now like when you make the final big album, oh wow, God bless you guys. You are. I, y'all are what prolific. made you guys decide to do all this? I, I'm like I think, releasing uh... singles is hard enough for me. <laughs> I think it's just uh, it was it was honestly because we felt frustrated by uh, where we had kind of put ourselves um, when we in 2014 we released 11 DDS albums uh, and true oh yeah that's then, right then yeah. like we made or James and Keith made uh, made I'll try living like this and then that album had like a certain level of following to it that we were like okay let's okay. not release anything for a second let's take our time. We put out Classroom Sex Tape, which was actually finished before that's you. I'll Try Living Like This. Yeah, That's all um, you, yeah. And then a year after that, we released Heavy Black Heart, but it kind of became this thing where we, we realized that there was no going back to what we were doing before. Uh, mm. These fun these fun albums that we had put out originally, we had gotten way more complex since then, and we, we couldn't go back. And no. it, was, it was kind of a bummer um, because... Yeah, good point. It would have... It just felt like a step back. It would have been like trying to take a bite of cheese pizza after you've already been eating pepperoni and sausage pizza. Oh, it's not that's the good. ultimate and challenge so, for all artists, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't. So, like, once you find your artistic voice, with like, here's the thing: is like, yeah, I think that you're not alone in that. Like, I can't go back to making some of the stuff I I made for my first EP ever again because now I've like done things and I found my voice a little bit more. 
And like, it was sure would be fun to go back and like just do like this random one-off thing. But like, what's that going to do to my, you know, what that what people that will like people will be like, well, this isn't as good. You know what I mean? Well, this is like a step backwards, right? You're like, yeah. once you, it's like dangerous. Once you find it, once you get a following and you actually discover your artistic voice, sort of like it's a little bit like it's a lot more pressure now because now it's like, oh fuck, now it counts. Like, you know what I mean? Before I it was me experimenting, now it counts. You know what I mean? But it, but it's kind of, it was kind of yeah. it was kind of frustrating because Heavy Black Heart. Uh, I love that was, album, by the way. That's one of my favorite you. albums. That's, I, that's the album when I have to introduce people to Vaporwave. I usually that are like so when I have people who are not even normies but are like <clears throat> very erudite music people, right? But they're just not familiar with Vaporwave, but maybe they know a lot about other experimental music uh, music or artists. I, uh, I I have those people listen to Heavy Black Heart to get an idea of I what you sort, were of, sort of sounds we have. No, no, I showed, I showed this. I showed this. That's what I show to more scholarly music listeners to get to introduce them. That, into that this is world. that is like I feel like critically the album that keeps getting getting mentioned over and over is the most acclaimed. Wait, have, have heavy black heart. heart? I it hear, should be. I hear Maybe. that about yeah. heavy black heart more than anything. <laughs> but I don't. Want, I want to get back to this mixtape thing too, though. I, I well, the, I'm, the, the point that I was trying to say was that yeah. basically we those early albums were um, yeah. a very different sound yeah, and style sure. than Heavy Black Heart, and so mm. it was kind of a like we wanted to be able to do those again without it feeling like we were taking a step back. So rather than yeah. when you have this like <laughs> excuse me chronology of of album releases, it was like what if we just made like a like an alternate timeline. Uh, oh damn! Where... Oh, that's so <laughs> smart. Non-canon DDS. Yeah. yeah. So it ends smart. up being like, yeah, like I, I like this. Oh, that's, that's so smart. Cool. Yeah, so that's the, brilliant. My favorite thing about the way nice. that this has turned out is that mm. everybody yeah. seems to have understood this. So when James and I were first like working off this idea, we were like, but are people going to understand that we're trying to like? There's still gonna be a real DDS album, but these are like these are also real DDS albums, but they're also like alternative to the but main. They're the side quest. They're, they're, they're the side quest. They're the side quest. They're the um. Side they're the um. What is it? Smug yeah, Duck. Side quests. We they're the fan take. We we called it a lateral expansion of the DDS universe. Oh, that's that's great. I love that. That's great. Just put yeah. Lateral expansion. Uh, every single like, I think we showed Keith, and Keith just started dying laughing as soon as he saw it. But uh, but yeah, it's worked exactly. Smart. Like, uh, it's a like good idea. Wanted, so. Yeah. Well, I think that the thing is, like, it's you know, nice. you can't really underestimate the uh, the vaporwave. You know, a lot of vapor. You know, I would say the majority of vaporwave fans, you know, are relatively well versed in music and the way music works and how to listen to different types of music and how to put things in different uh, boxes, right? True. Because. You know, I was, yeah, of course, there are some vaporwave people who are, who are not, but a lot of vaporwave people aren't terribly, you know, a lot of vaporwave people aren't casual listeners. They're like Mm. people who really have listened to a lot of other music first and then eventually found themselves in vaporwave because Mm. they were already studying all other kinds of subculture music previously, right? And, and still do, and still do, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, and while, of course, there are some of the dumb, there's dumb people in every in every listenership. But I think like, yeah, a lot of vaporwave people, they they, they they'll get it. You know what I mean? This is a weird For genre sure. with a lot. It's a weird genre with a lot of different sounds and they'll get it because, you know, the other thing about the other thing that's really different about this genre is how much interaction there is between people who listen to you and the people and 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 when and the people who make music. Right. You know what I mean? There's not much of a border so they can they can they pick up what's being put down, I think. So it's great. Great that they got that. 
There's also a, a fantastic part of a vaporwave. Uh, it, it, honestly, my favorite, probably my favorite thing about vaporwave uh, mm. is that it created sort of, or it, like I would not created, but um, gave kind of a resurgence uh, to the concept album, mm. um, which had sort of died out over time and yeah. also become kind of uh, corny maybe um, or like kind of just like pretentious um, yeah. and Vaporwave sort of brought that uh, back into the fold in a, in a huge way and, the, and it's, it's great because it's like a whole like younger generation of, of supporting great. artists who are like super into conceptual albums. Uh, it's pretty I, sick, I don't, man. I don't know how people make albums that aren't conceptual are okay. albums. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the kids are all right. The kids are I don't know. Okay. I wouldn't even know how to make an album that I wouldn't think is just a collection of songs. Like, every, like I couldn't even do it. Like, I don't even know how people are. Like, I would be so angry. I'd be like, this is just a collection of nothing. It has to mean something more. It has to be something else coming <laughs> That's out. That's so a, funny. It has to have at least an emotional theme to it or a mental or a, or a psychological, you know, like mm. some sort of philosophic theme to it. Uh, it, it, and in addition to like a whole like this is a bigger world sort of thing and like yeah vaporwave is really you're right it's brought back the concept album in a big way right it's not just a collection of singles and i think it brought back the concept album in a big way because like previous to that you did have like a lot of like fucking like fratelli's ish type indie rock before it which was just True. like a collection interpol of singles and yeah it's always well just interpol songs. let's not cast aspersions on interpol please you know i'm not let's, trying let's, to cast aspersions let's pull up just... let's pick a different band <laughs> all right hey somebody in the I chat said that um fratelli's. <laughs> somebody in the chat said that the um i, I don't even actually know who the fratelli's are but it's, they sound like a band that does iphone commercials <laughs> like you know what i mean like i don't even know who the fratelli's are like it just sounds like that would be the name of the band that makes iphone single commercials on television Wait, what young All right, Shiro, look, what leave me alone. Shiro? Somebody in the chat said that somebody compared somebody said oh, somebody said that the mixtape club was antithetical to Vaporwave. Do you care to comment on that? Oh, I do remember someone <laughs> saying that. That was so silly. Yes, that person someone was, did I think, say that. trying to get attention, I think. Wait, somebody in the chat? Maybe I confused no, the Fratellis no, for a different Twitter band. Jesus guys. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. No, let's keep talking about the Fratellis, guys. No, I really want to hear about the mixtape club being antithetical to Vaporwave. This did happen. Uh, somebody did complain about it, and uh, I remember that. And uh, yeah, on r r what's that? Rate your music. Um, they yeah, they, it was on rate your music. Every every That's time a new it. every time a new mixtape would come out, every time a new DDS mixtape would come out, there would be somebody in there that would just be like, "Ugh, this is such bullshit." It's like, it's and it's, and I think that. Because they didn't the want to pay for the mixtape club, fee. right? The the thing that's the Cheap thing that's ass. bullshit or whatever, yeah, it was just was simply this that you didn't want to give the artist money. But the the fact of the matter is that like there are, and I this is what I always go back to, there are fifteen Death Dynamics Shroud album that you can listen to and pay what you want for right now, mm -hmm. and they'll always be there for you to pay what you want and listen to. Not to mention a fucking catalog of like 50 something other ghost diamond albums. No all shit. All pay what you want. So if you want to go listen, if you want your music for free, then listen to one of those albums. But if you want, if you want to hear these albums, then just fucking pay the money to, to listen to them because I'm giving you a whole lot of stuff for free right here. This is okay. What is, what is if the you want to just pay cost? $7. $7? 
you can you can pay seven dollars right now and oh, that's get super all and you get six dds albums that you've Holy never got shit. before and then you can keep i've never right paid then, that little like it jesus but you so, still get them <laughs> world of equip says vaporwave feels so personal to so many people there's a certain sense of entitlement behind a small sect of the community. Small, keyword. I, I guess so. Yeah, and it small. Is small. Small is the keyword. Most of us love um, each other. You know, and want what, to what I thought, what I thought, when you guys started in the mixtape club, I'm like, well, that is a brilliant way to to give somebody, to give people something that are giving you something and helping you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is working 100%. to me. It's, to me, that was like working a community, working together to help each other. You give them yes. some art, you're going to give them a little bit of money. They could keep making the art. We have to operate this way. It's like there's no other choice. You know what I mean? But it's like this wasn't like you're heavily marketing it to people and like send like fucking like spamming their email to, to buy this or that or like, you know, like they, there's like billboards outside forcing people or like they're forced to. This is just like this is like com a community helping each other. I think that's even what I said under your post when you said that. I'm like, this is a, just a community helping each other. Literally, it's like exactly what Vaporwave should be. I've never uh, seen so many pay what you want in any other scene ever. Well, because the other no, scene, they don't they don't care like the other see the other people like their fans are just faceless to them you know what i mean they're just people they're just, they don't give, they don't they say i love my fans my fans are the best mm. peace to my fans love them so much and like they don't they don't they're just like, they're just saying I think, that I man. Think james, I mean, james like, and I, though, but like not the same way we do james and i had a hard time though with coming up with a subscription model at first because we were we were kind of like not keen on the idea uh just because mm -hmm. it's I think a lot of subscription models don't offer what I would find to be enough. I think, let me rephrase that. I think a lot of people, a lot of fans are willing to put money towards a subscription to help mm -hmm. the artist more mm -hmm. even than getting something in return for it. Um, I think that people are more willing to just, I'll, I'll support you for five bucks a month or whatever. Uh, and you know, you get, a, a thing or two here and there or whatever but it's nothing too special um but they they have the satisfaction knowing they're helping you um but i think like i know personally that i am not that kind of person i'm like i think that gen z is an amazing generation Absolutely. when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah but i i don't think millennials are quite as keen on uh supporting um their peers myself included and so, uh, to me, coming up with, if I'm going to uh, have a subscription for people to, um, to, to pay me to, for content, I want to make sure that it's something that I would want to put my money towards. And since mm -hmm. I am even more discerning with my money than, say, the average Gen Z person, uh, I it's got to be something good and so when we were like what if it was literally a new album every single month i know that's crazy but what so if we crazy. did that it, uh, it is crazy i want to i want to i want to get i want to get to that now even specifically like that was like was that like that's like such a crazy decision to make You're like all right here we go like you put the hands in <laughs> like uh, an album every well, month <laughs> i think that i think that vaporwave has uh if we were trying to make original compositions, I feel like I don't know that we would be able to, we could do it for a minute, but like, I think after a few months we would be having a really, really hard time uh, keeping up with that workload. But I don't yeah, think, I think, hard, the, man. I think Vaporwave, because of its sample-based nature, it's a little less intensive um, to 
create with, um, and it allows it with James and I both, we can take turns. That's true. So technically, you're getting, you're getting two months, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I see what you're saying. You guys alternate months. So, we do. You guys alternate months. That's smart. Not, not to get nosy, yeah. but. No, no, no. That's, yeah, that's, that's, we're open about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of, it's, it's a, it, it works. It's a lot of effort. Honestly, the part that's the trickiest is like some of the, the things that we have to do are like, uh, we write for our, the highest tier club members, uh, we, um, send out voicemails, uh, which are just, uh, like minute long emails, uh, where we literally record ourselves like leaving a voicemail for them. It's sort of just like, we wanted to include something that captured like the, that's cool. Uh, it's like we have a you know dds has like a sense of humor about ourselves we know our music is really serious and somber but like we ourselves are very like goofy people and so the 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 voicemails allow for that we also send out postcards to those club members we sign their tapes which means that like the tapes have to go from james to me to sign oh yeah there's there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts yeah uh, It it is the labor is is more intensive maybe than uh the actual uh creation of the albums it is amazing how you know we are all our own cottage industries these days do you know what i mean like that's crazy that was like you know it used to be back in the day that you would just be like i hope i can get on one of those big indie rock labels or maybe uh you know maybe someone (laughs) somehow or or even back in the day oh god yeah i mean i think i i remember back in the very early days of vaporwave before we really yeah that was the thing like before we even like had and like and you know and also you would know about this you were in lots of bands before you started making vapor you've been playing music since you're 14. you're like back in the day like you record a demo and then you'd be like Oh boy, I really hope yeah, Jag Jaguar. Maybe I get I, I heard them like, yo, who's the record label that released Teen Girl Fantasy? Like maybe they'll release me. <laughs> like and then you're like it's like, yeah, me and like the fucking like a hundred thousand other kids behind me who are trying to get really who make weird music they're also trying to get on there and there's like no slots left anymore because they already signed all the chill way backs they already did that like sorry we got something that sounds kind of similar to what you're doing no room for you we can only have like 15 artists on this level and you're like ah fuck but now you have like a whole cottage industry where you can like reach out to fans build your audience market your own material have subscription models you know what i mean like sign your own records to send to people produce postcards like everything the be. means to production is there for people now it's, and like it's you even can do no this. shit love it you have to be a you, you i can't just be a musician in 2021 i have to be i have to be a recording artist i have to be my own like little shipping you have outlet. to be everything have to you have to be your own college a, industry a streamer i have a show i have to be on Twitter you have t- you have two shows discord there's all this like yeah you're, it's like you you, you are your own industry yeah, yeah. You, like I said, you are your own cottage industry cottage now. You do, yeah. do everything now, right? It's wild, yeah. And, and you know what's really funny, Tech? Do you ever, like, talk to your friends who, like, still have a traditional band and don't really have, like, are, like, maybe in their 30s and a little bit out of touch with how to do things now? And, like, do you ever, like, talk to these people? Like, I have a few friends I, like that. And they're like, yeah, I just recorded my four-track demo. We just finished it, went to a studio and recorded it, you know, with my right. band, with my drummer and guitarist. Time just recorded it took us like took us like eight months to record this album and then get it mastered by a guy in the studio and like they did all this work and then i'm like well what are you doing now it's like well now we're gonna like hire a promoter or something and i'm like 
do you even know what that promoter is going to do for you? And they're like, well, then maybe they'll get us on a Spotify play uh, on a Spotify list. I'm like, do you know how much yeah, work that takes yeah. to even get recognized by those people? Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. do you? I'm like, do have you put? Do you have any social media presence? And they're like, well, I'm like, I'm like on any of them. Like, you know, just pick one. But like, do you have any social media presence? And like, how are you going to release this album? I'm like, well, we don't. I'm like. You're gonna have to reach out to like a band camp that has uh, that releases other things that are similar. Like I felt like I was speaking Martian to this person. They're like, oh, they got like exhausted when I explained to them how you have to operate in the current in the current climate of music, right? And they're just like, what kind of music? Uh, I don't do they know. Make? They're like what my friend Jackie. She makes like it's like sounds like Slater Kenny style music. It's very okay. good, but it's like it's also like you know it's not exactly like rock and roll is not where excitement happens right. anymore. Right, rock and roll. Okay, so here's the thing. Like hot take. Like rock and roll's oh, relevancy. Rock and roll's relevancy. All rock music in general's relevancy as like the form of rebellion music is gone. Like that's not what rock music is about anymore. No one grabs a guitar and Damn, starts like playing son. rock music, and it's like people are like, "That's where the rebellion's happening." It's not. Like rock music is great. It's still fun. There'll always be a place for it. But people look to other things for like rebellion now. People look to other things as the epicenter of true excitement. If you want to be a successful band that uses guitars today, you kind of have to be like a warm hug. Like, you know what I mean? You have to be something like, I don't know, Beach Bunny, which is fantastic. One of my favorite bands out there right now. But Beach Bunny's music is like a friend. It's like a warm feeling. It's certainly I'm not certainly not going to, to see their concerts because like this is where the revolution's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's just like that's not happening anymore. Like rock music now is like you got to be like a warm friend and nostalgic but no one's like it's definitely not the same as in 1999 the first time i saw like new noise by refused you know what i mean oh shit i love that album like that's not gonna happen again in this gen in, in, no, in 2000 but back man. in 99 it's like yeah it's like it's so it's like you know there'll always be a place for rock music but like so that's like my friend like you know my friend does like slater kenny music and that's like, Ever since uh, the Pratelli's you know, a little bit harder. album, it's you, you know over. what? <laughs> That's where all the rebellions at now. It's the Fratellis. I forgot about them. You're right. Rock music is saved. Um, <laughs> the Fratellis are around. Perfect. Great. They'll, they'll be they'll be leading the charge with a goddamn red sashes around their foreheads. I don't know. Anyway. I'm a wild. I'm a wild. Oh, yeah, I pressed the wrong button. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I think rock music is a. Uh... I, I feel like maybe... No, God damn it, Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking Refused album, please. I didn't God. say that. Did you just say that? No. In the thing? Wait, is New Noise the first Refused album? No, New Noise is the single from that one album. Refused yeah, or fucking dead, or it's, whatever it's called. It, no, the, no, that's another single. The album is called The Shape of Punk to Come, and it's also not the first Refused album, it's right? It's not, no. Okay, sorry. Anyway, Tech, what do you have to talk damn. about? No, I was just gonna say that I I, I sorry, rip I'm Isaac sorry, a new one today. What's uh what level like what, what at what point does music like become like uh like does it need to be this like rebellious force? No, it just it just becomes that. You know what I mean? Because I mean, every revolution to has a sound jazz, and it's not well, rebellious. I, I think, well, is it? It doesn't have think, to be. It just Vaporwave, turns out to be that. I think vaporwave uh, unintentionally was so because of its. Uh, I its still think it is. Hair laissez-faire attitude about sample true uh, it, so it still is i, I just mean is like that's where the excitement yeah it was a rebellion against like uh what was what was originally happened but yeah no i i'm 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 not i'm not, i was talking not necessarily like pity yeah you, you know what when i say like, the when i say rebellion i don't mean like turning over you know like burning down things and stuff i mean like as in like a cultural rebellion like as in like this is the yeah. new way of thinking this is the new way of like believing things the new way of acting behaving this is our new set of mores etc do you know what i mean 
And like, 20, usually yeah, there's, no. there's always a soundtrack and there's a soundtrack that go, always goes along with that, right? A soundtrack comes along well, I wonder, with that. I think that, I feel like we would be approaching some type of end point with that. Hmm. And I say this because like, um, I think that like throughout history, I feel like we have certain art movements. So, so you have like a, like at one point, people could be completely taken aback by a painting in a way that would be like absolutely offend their senses. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I can't believe that you would paint this. But it, there is nothing that you can paint now uh, that could that could culturally shift, uh, like, like or that shift the cultural tides uh, as that like form of art is uh, has been relegated to like what it has. I feel like music would be eventually making its way down that down that path because music like it, it continually like has had those moments like these these like cultural shift moments but it feels like at some point i don't know how soon but it feels like at some point music will become wallpaperish enough uh and culturally just like i mean every every single person in the vapor we've seen makes music everyone makes music now it's so anyone yeah. can do it so mm-hmm. it's sort of when when like something is democratized to that level it sort of becomes not as uh i don't know it just beca- it, well, it becomes like milk toast at a certain point so, so, so it's like it's go. like in the night it's like in the 1920s right you had the jazz age yes like you had jazz was the soundtrack of the rebellion of the movement of a different way of thinking you know that's what the flappers were dancing to but once rock and roll comes along, jazz is no longer going to be the epicenter of rebellion, right? It's going to be that warm friend that you go see music. at the at, that you, it's not. Well, I don't even want to say old people music because there will still be, you know, you could say that, but you could also say that there'll still be new jazz music well, that people will music. like and will still hold on and will still be popular. But in the same way, like because I don't want to say I don't want to call rock old people music. I just want to say that it won't be this the, the spot where the where the world changes that. You know, the world won't pivot with rock and roll as the soundtrack you know what i mean whereas the world won't pivot with jazz as the soundtrack when rock and roll happens right and i think that the thing is like i i agree with what tech's saying is like well it is becoming really democratized right now and it just gets you to the point of like what's going on next like where are we going to pivot next after this is over like what instruments are left you know what i mean like we're producing music now we're making noises that no one's ever heard before like that's like a thing and it's like well what are we going to move to next like you know what i mean but like you can't really you can't really go back to the old instruments once you have the new instruments right once you have the electric guitar it's really like hard to go back to jazz like, but you have to like, have some you have to have some sort of level of accessibility uh to um true. to your to what your fire tools are great in order yeah. for in order for you to have uh in order for your message to get out so like uh i mean you can have these like really niche moments like with like noise uh and you know, vaporwave even um but like if you want like a cultural shift you would need something on like a a much wider level so it can't be too abstract it can't be too weird uh, because then it won't get uh, enough people listening to it. Uh, well, like the the rock so it's stars, be, yeah. It's it's got to be reeled in enough in order to uh, to be able to like to have a message that people will like stick with or whatever. Uh, so I don't. It's kind of a weird. It, it's almost like a self defeating. Like it can't be too uh, outlandish. 
at, at this point. Like the can it? It's hard. I don't know. I, I, it's hard I, you're to right, say. Then it won't well, here, okay. Little, like, so I, I want to. I want to. I want to. Okay. So here's what I, I would see: vaporwave. I say it's like punk, right? And I say yeah. it's like punk because, in the same way, punk was an answer was a little bit of an answer to like stadium rock and roll. I would say vaporwave is an answer to stadium EDM music, right? You know what I mean? No like shit. that's a big. That is that is the where the rock stars are now, right? If you go to the EDM yeah. festivals, like if you see Elenium and where he and how Elenium performs and the visuals and the laser lights and the kids and their neon bikinis, they're really fun. I recommend everyone go to them. Um, that's where the that's where the rock stars are. That's where the kids are going crazy. That's where Gen Z is, right? That's that's their soundtrack. And like you know, I have no idea where music is going to go ever because if you had told me 20 years ago that like American dubstep was going to be what the pretty girls were dancing to, I would have been like, no way. Like what are you talking right. about with the robot frog noises? The robot frog noises? Like that's what I'm like when I heard the robot frog noises, I was like, this is cool, but I'm pretty sure this is the soundtrack for kids playing, you know, for for boys playing video games in the basement you know what i mean like i don't think that the girls are going to get into this too they certainly do they love it they go crazy and i never would have thought dubstep would be the thing you know what i mean so yeah yeah so no i and i agree because i wouldn't have predicted that either but at the end of the day there is still like a, a beat a pulse to that there is there's uh, a rhythm right there's so a rhythm the funny, yeah the thing i thought was funny about vaporwave <clears throat> is that it came up through like the circles with which it came up uh through the internet we're through like experimental music uh yeah realm, right mm-hmm. yeah so like tiny music and those yeah and what was funny was that there's been all kind of, i i've been reading tiny mixtapes for a bajillion years and uh you know i'm very aware of like what was uh happening in like the cassette underground and like with like retro futurist synth revival music and abstract noise and whatever but that stuff was too unpalatable for uh to have any kind of like a um larger level of um cultural shift success but vaporwave is literally just pre-built it's ready-made music uh that is already sonically palatable. It's in fact, it's made out of music that was supposed to be the most sonically it's, palatable it's music. It's made out of music that's sonically palatable. Yeah, yeah. So, very good, very good then point. You see all these, all these young kids who kind of, kind of into electronic or not electronic music, but like experimental music or whatever, and they latch on to vaporwave real hard. And it's no surprise because it simply is the most accessible kind of music uh, from that little that little world it's not it's not a surprise to me the vaporwave is more popular than retro futurist synthesizer music uh even though yeah well that's like that pastiche. there's actually well, a always, lot of overlap that, I, I think between that like because the like monster like, cat I, I, and the retro futurism thing it's super oh weird. monster cat edm yeah. is is actually going synthwave it's well really i mean strange. like there there's there's crossover because there are acts like you know um what's it called cashmere cat right or um or toki monster or um or flume which like which like straddle these lines between like which are like thinking like thinking man's sort flume, of like dds fan flume uh put flume's amazing on his, the big, he put, big he put his, on his, uh, what he no put way. Song on a, which on a one unbelievable <laughs> that guy is awesome I somebody love it. told somebody Fuck told yeah, us man. and james and i were just like wait who's flume <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait, wait isn't that the guy that ate ass on stage 
I think that was Flume. Oh wow! Is that what are you talking about? about what? There was right a guy. Now. There was a guy who ate ass on stage. Yeah. I don't think I'm it, was sure it was Flume. All right. All right. Well, all right. I don't know, man. Good I don't keep I'm up not these things, but I, like a... I do really enjoy yep. Flume, yep. and I really it's enjoy really all the other, I mean, the other artists. I'm. Oh, there you go, man. Well, okay. Val, <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty cool music, and I, mean, uh, I do my like. Vote. I do like <laughs> Flume a lot. That last mixtape he did, which has like Sophie on it and everything, is is fantastic. The Hi, this is Flume or whatever it's called. It's it's really good. Flume is from Australia. Yeah, last mixtape was fucking incredible. I agree, in real. <laughs> Um. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? What were we talking about again? No, I was I was just rambling about how I think uh, vaporwave succeeded oh. because accessible versus yeah yeah that's in- it's interesting. But so yeah, when you have when you need a cultural shift or something, it needs to be something that's palatable to people in to a certain degree. I think uh, I think so I too. Feel like it's it's getting to a point where I mean there will continue to be like new shifts and that kind of stuff, but mm. it does start. It does feel like me- music is sort of uh, becoming sort of like, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, never mind. That take doesn't make any sense. I changed, I changed my mind. That's something I would t- type and then maybe save it for Dino Hour. Save it for Dino Hour. I have a question for you, man. Do you think there's any such thing as objectively bad art? Oh, that's a good question. If there is, I want some examples. Okay. Uh, so, so, okay, here's my take. This is, this is the official tech honors take on yes. objective and subjective art. Okay. Uh, I, I have talked about this on the guy before. Oh no, he's roboting. Am I, the, wait, is, no, 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 I hear you fine. Okay. You're back. Like, don't do it during the hot take. So, uh, First off, there is no such thing as objective anything. Holy so if it comes shit. to art, there's no such there, flames up. There simply cannot be there's no such thing as objective good or objective bad art. That said, uh, what I like to uh, what I like to like think exists is uh, uh, a conversation, if you will, that can exist between all people, mm-hmm. um, a critical conversation mm-hmm. that we can call it an objective criticism. It's not. At its core, it is still going to be made up of millions of people's subjective tastes. Mm-hmm. But when you look at like publications um, that review music over the 20th century or whatever there are certain generally agreed upon uh, uh, rules if you will to establish what makes something good or bad Um, and so there are some rules that are like uh, maybe people are more keen to follow than others like don't make your song seven hours long uh, maybe only make it right. between two minutes and uh, nine minutes or something. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, there's also rules that are like uh, being bombastic or, or over the top is self-indulgent and therefore um, not 
tasteful uh, mm-hmm. and therefore ob- objectively in this like objective bubble and it's just like a universally it. agreed upon it's just that yeah now there are people that are going to disagree so somebody pitchfork may hate muse the band muse um and i like the band muse are they self-indulgent sure are they tasteless sometimes absolutely is that in my opinion part of what their their whole mission statement is as an artist yes and so then i would have a rebuttal in that academic critical conversation of objective quality uh so when you're arguing with those rules then you're you're kind of like you're you're working within this like faux objective reality um but you're at the end of the day it is all technically subjective but that's why so if you're talking about in this objective bubble is there objectively bad art that's a really good way of putting it is that every one of these things has its own sphere or bubble and then like these rules crop up within each sphere and sometimes like sometimes Damn. these spheres don't overlap so you got you walk into one sphere and that Bruh. sphere is the harsh is like the harsh yeah. noise sphere and the harsh noise sphere has different rules that are like kind of like bouncing around that make that more people are just tending to sort of gravitate Thanks towards that makes the artist more popular and then you walk into like the house music like bubble and that one has its own set of like rules that are bouncing around in there that seem to be attracting more people to follow right like and what you're saying different. what you're saying is exactly so i i use another thing that i refer to as the dog show metaphor Oh, go damn! On, Tell sir. us about the dog show metaphor, please. Let's the, talk about the, the dog show the, metaphor. The dog show metaphor is that uh-huh. in a dog show, go on. You got my attention. You got you got dachshunds. You got Great Danes. You got oh, uh, you yeah. got pit bulls. You got whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going. It it does not make sense to criticize the dachshund for being not as big as the Great Dane. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Dachshunds are not supposed to be the size of Great Danes. They are supposed to be a certain type of way. They're judged on its on its dachshundness. <laughs> Wait, EXE2MB3 said, hope there's no donkey show metaphor. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going, sorry. Uh, <laughs> EXE2MP3 shit on my pizza metaphor earlier, so I don't want he, to He also really uh-huh. pulled a long con on you guys. His whole thing was a joke on what Chris said earlier scroll up oh. when we were shitting oh. on him for saying that that was the first refused album it was a joke on what you said about radiohead oh but oh, anyways that's funny i didn't that's know that good. oh that's funny that's <laughs> i, I duh. Oh, i'm so stupid now i get the joke now <laughs> i'm an idiot thank you i'm sorry i'm so man, dumb that was really funny uh, that's anyway, a really funny anyway, joke it's a good callback metaphor talk show metaphor you're you're not criticizing the docs for not being as big as a great dan you're not criticizing the great dan for being for being too tall and lanky, like look at this bulldog. Yeah. It's not tall and lanky. So you're, <laughs> look at that stupid bulldog. It's not it. even tall. <laughs> you're you're bulldog. judging it on on its merits as that breed. So yeah. in that sense, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me to review a Katy Perry album under the same lens as you would review an Autechre album. Um, and so yes. it's why I get a little bit irritated with like Poptimism. Um, and uh, like Pitchfork celebrating uh, mainstream pop music. I so hate when heavily. they do that shit. I hate well, that. They, 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 
they so they over intellectualize it and yeah i hate it, that what it's resulted in so much but so you could so, so somebody could argue well why wouldn't you be able to academically review an ariana grande album and you can't but the thing is i think that it's totally fine to say that again this is being fluid about the way that we approach the world it's totally fine to say that yes an ariana grande album is art but also it is entertainment mm-hmm and you could say that all art is entertainment and that maybe all entertainment is art, but I think that there is an important distinction to make at a certain level. Yes. Lest you end up with more. Coachella lineups that are yes. full of absolute dog trash. Yes. Because at one Let's, point it oh, wasn't. Oh, man. You know, so, at some point, if I'm you review these, I mean, if you like take these pop albums that are fine, they are fine. They are well written. They are well constructed. If you start conflating them to mean more than they really do, like enjoy the fucking world you create. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you're gonna like you're gonna squeeze out all the people who are actually, man. I'm trying to say this as delicately as I can. You know that are really like putting in the work to like delve into the deepest sections of their minds to challenge. you a lot you know what i mean to really just challenge like when i'm taking music, i'm sure we do as well like i'm trying to think of a way to challenge people in different ways oh are we okay i see it's the thing spinning i'm trying to think of what you're trying to think of ways to challenge people to make them think differently to do it in a way that's accessible enough but still experimental like you're working hard and the other people and like so when you start using like start thinking about these pop albums the way that the people think about might think about that like enjoy the world that you create because you're gonna like see the emperors wearing no clothes and like you made these this whole big intellectual statement and threw your support behind these big pop stars and now that's all you're left with and you're gonna be like fuck the world's boring you yeah, know what I mean, that's ex- am I that's, wrong? That's exactly no. That's exactly what's happening, and that's why that's why I it hate got that me, shit, man. It got me very frustrated because I did go through a period of time, like in the early 2010s, where I was kind of doing the poptimist thing because I was really excited by a lot of what was happening with um, like uh, like artists that were taking sort of interesting risks, uh, like mainstream artists that were taking sort of interesting uh, sonic risks. Uh, but then, even, at the end, of, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like it's inter- it's like a sonic risk for like it's like it's barely a risk. At the end it's of the, the day, most a little calculated bit, right? shit ever. It's, cal- yeah, it's a it's, calculated it's, risk too. Yeah, it's like they'll go get a kick out of this. They'll call me genius. Click. It's a focus group concept. Yeah, they're just like fuck you, fuck you, fuck them. Not you, but fuck you with these people. Whoa, this will be a risk. Now it's like, oh look, it's a little dark when I make the bass like this ever so gently and people will say I'm a genius and taking witch house cues or some fucking shit. Is that what they were saying about like, what's her name? Like Taylor Swift? I haven't listened to that new album. But like, aren't they like saying shit like that right now? Like, oh, she's doing risks. I'm like, fuck you. It's calculated. It knows exactly what they're doing. There's a yeah. whole team. There's a team of people with For millions real, of I've dollars behind that person. Writers behind that them. is not an artistic statement. That is the, that is the statement <clears throat> of, of like hundreds of people because there are barely any pop, there are barely any successful artists anymore right that are mainstream like as it's all being spread out so like believe that those major labels are putting millions of dollars in research behind what they what they want you to think is genius fuck that anyway go ahead sorry losing my cool right now it's very it's very frustrating uh it's it's, uh, it's frustrating to watch as like independent uh, journalism and has uh, gone. I hate that shit, man. I saw that too, man. It's because they're losing their moment. I saw when that, I remember when yeah. that was happening. When I saw that happening, I was like, they are losing their their footing, right? They have to bring in new fans. They have to bring in new readers. And like, you got to appeal to like whoever's left that might fucking do the read blogs, right? And like, I get, I get 
feel it happening when they started over-intellectualizing that bullshit and making dumb fucking albums in like the top 10. And That's, like, yeah. didn't fool me. Fuck you. <laughs> Tech, uh, Nathan really wants you to talk about the Heaven computer. <laughs> I happen to remember uh, the Heaven computer. The, the Heaven computer? The Heaven computer is an idea that James and I have often talked about, uh, which uh, is that when you die and you, you go to Heaven, uh-huh. uh, the, uh, the Heaven computer, Heaven is just a room. Uh, I think I... There are the floor is made of marshmallows, but that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Uh, I like it though. It adds a little texture to your description of what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And uh, so there's a computer, and the heavy computer basically just holds all all the data you could ever want to 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 know uh, about uh, your existence, your life, like personal data that could not be cataloged on like like Wikipedia or something. Um, so like if you want to know how many times you blinked or if you want to know how many times you blinked between June 1st, 1991 and June 3rd, 1993, uh, it could tell you exactly that. And then, but more interestingly, it can tell you your, uh, it can objectively tell you because it's heaven. So it's God. He's, he's it's God. You. Uh-huh. Uh, it can objectively tell you your subjective favorite things. So, ooh, it, it, fun! It says so. You're like weird, you man. Like, how how much? What what is my ninety six thousand two hundred twenty first favorite thing? And then it's like <laughs> you type it in, and it's like double stuffed Oreos. And you're like, <laughs> it has it, it like, has it listed? It has it yeah, listed. Holy shit! Yeah, and then ah, you're like, you're it. like. Wait, is it really? And then you look at one thing underneath it, and it's like, I don't know, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, I kind of like it a little more. Than yeah, like, yeah, like, I would like, prefer the double tutorial to that. I still, oh, yeah. But only by a slim Lately, margin. Oh, just a slim margin. Yeah. <laughs> slim margin. Uh, and then you look right above it, you know. That's great. It's like, it's like the letter P, and you're like, I great. guess, I, guess yep. I do like the letter P. Just oh, slightly. my God, no, the letter that's P. That's taking like, me oh, back to that. I love the way P sounds, and I love how it can be silent where we decided the best letters in the alphabet. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, yeah, so so that's the that's the uh, that's the idea of the heaven computer. That's really so fun. What a fun idea! Do you want to tell me what you have against salsa getty? By the way, since we're almost out of time, oh, what's salsa getty? Salsa getty is just an like the best Mexican candy. Oh, Wait, what are God. we talking about? It's Mexican candy. I bought it once upon a time because I only had thirty cents, and that's how much it cost, and I couldn't afford any of the real candy. Real <laughs> candy. This, this, this doesn't even count as real candy. It's oh how bad this is. You're so wrong. Thing it is. I have to try defined, this. It's defined as hot watermelon straws with tamarind sauce, which doesn't sound like candy. Also, mm. just real quick, it's called salsa getty, which is like salsa and spaghetti. spaghetti? Which <laughs> I gotta which, try. I don't know it. what. It's yeah, amazing. I don't know why that's. I don't know why that's combined or why that would be a squinkle. But anyway, salsa getty. It's very, it's, it's very like uncomfortable to say. It's a very clunky word. It is. Someone in the chat won't even eat it. Like poor man do. Like I opened it up. I opened it up. It's a bunch of sweaty, pink, like uh, like sour straw things, but they're not sour. It has <laughs> literal, sweaty. literal black <laughs> pepper on it. Yeah, it's like sour punch straws, all all oh. folded together in this like intestinal mass, and it's covered in it uh, in black like pepper. And then underneath it, it's covered in black leather. Is what you said? Black black pepper, black pepper. Oh, black pepper. And, okay. And underneath the salsa getty is a packet of um, tamarind sauce, 
which doesn't taste good. And then you you tear it open and you squeeze it on it. And then it looks like it's like this like dark red on top of pink. Aesthetically displeasing as well. Horrendously so. It's like it's swelling and quivering as you pour this on top of it. I am curious though. Why? Why are you such a? Why are you such a fan of this? Oh, I fucking love it, dude. It's. I have to eat this. I can't wait to try this. It's spicy. It's kind of kind of salt. It's salty. It's tangy. It's got everything. It's even got a little little bit of sweetness. It's got the whole flavor palette. It's got no, everything. You're meant you hear that, dog? It's got everything, according sweet. to Isaac. I just want sweetness in my candy. All right, so what's what's sweetness in... Did you say mint? I just want sweetness in my candy. Oh, That's I don't it. know why I heard mint. I don't know either. <laughs> I got to uh, I I try it. It's okay. Nothing is objective, so I can't even be mad. <laughs> That's what Nothing I always is say. objective. I can't be I, mad. That's, that's what I always default to. Hey, don't get mad at me. There's no maybe. Such truth. Yeah, maybe. Lucas you know is maybe, trash, though. Maybe you need to move that salsa getty out of the sphere of candy and into a different one and hold it by some different yeah. like rules. Maybe, salt, maybe there's You're other salsa getty style things out there, and it should be held against that. Uh, you know that rubric. That's right? true. I should only maybe. be comparing it to yeah to other. You shouldn't be comparing products. it to candy at all. Maybe wrong candies. It's like comparing chocolate to um, you know a fruit snack. That's true. That's a great point. And you know that's why uh, the dog show metaphor holds up. That's why the dog show metaphor holds I'm, up. I'm stealing that one, man. I gotta try this now, though. I'm like I'm very fascinated. You I don't even know where it. I'm if gonna get. It, it's okay. I don't know where I'm gonna get it. it. Like I don't think, think we have it in New Jersey. They they gotta have it in like or like. Yeah, yeah. Go to like a bodega. Is this a okay? It's a Hispanic yeah. food. Like, okay, yeah. I'll try and find it. It's called salsa getting. No right? cinnamon in it, Lux. It's Dude, just just. I'll I'll try and order it. Maybe I can order just it for a little bit of context. Though I was in I was in Ohio. I had never been really outside of Ohio, and I went to a Walgreens and found it. So <laughs> yeah. I had no like context of like Mexican candy or any kind oh. of culture. Yeah. I was just like some dumb white Midwestern boy. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, now, if I saw it, I would probably be like, okay, different. Do but. you uh, do you D- like Birdie Bot's uh, jelly vibe. beans? Do you eat those? The what? The what jelly the beans? Birdie Bot's jelly beans that have the fucking weird flavors like dirt and like boogers. You never heard of those? What? There's oh, like I've a grass flavored seen... one. I've seen there's kids that play like a game where like you eat the jelly bean, you hope you don't get the grotesque one. The vomit <laughs> one, like a... yeah. Yeah, I don't really it. understand that kind of game. Uh, I've never been kind of. I feel like that would be your but... worst. Like... I, I I I dated a girl one time uh, who like had a kid and like she brought them over one time as like a, a joke. So that's like, well, we could do this if we're bored. And I'm like, no, that's all right. Why don't we just go dance? <laughs> like, I don't want to yeah. do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, do I don't you uh... understand that? Bean boozled, that's what it's called. Do you guys wanna <laughs> do you guys wanna wrap this up or do you guys wanna go a little long? Well, I don't know. You have anything more to talk about? We can keep talking a little we bit. We usually longer end unless... the episode with shout outs, so I'll leave it. Doesn't to, uh, uh tech, tech doesn't like have to work or anything, right? So I don't have to work. My throat is dying though, I will say. Oh yeah, do yeah, you, yeah. Do All right, you so wanna why do... we wrap it up then soon? So what we like to do, Tech, at the end of every episode is we usually like to give the guest the moment to just say whatever they want, shout out anything, anyone, say whatever you want. And then we take turns doing that. So anything you want to say. Yeah, or anything you want to promote or whatever. Anything at all. Uh, I just want to thank myself, you know? <laughs> we're doing just such a great job. And like, I'm just, I'm just really proud for making of it for four and... hours on. I mean, I would, probably, I would thank myself too if I was like just yeah. did four hours of talking. So, yes, no. that's like, I'm not even kidding now. 
No, um, I would say, yeah, shout out to Blashy and B. Uh, Blashy sent me that. Uh, Blashy! Blashy and B are the homies. Awesome. Love that guy. B sent me a, a PP. Oh, PP. A PP. Uh, are, that? So, are we going to get to see I, Chicken at all, by the way? Not to chicken cut into your, your. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't right. mean to cut into your oh. shout out. Over there. Yeah, Michaela, can you pitch him the chicken? Since so she doesn't know where the yeah, chicken is. Chicken's probably, Sorry, bro. probably filing, filing taxes or something. That's what he does. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, I just wanted to give yeah shout outs to them. And uh, if you see people on Twitter being mega fucking shitlord edgelord douchebag pieces of shit, uh, especially within like uh, uh, the vaporwave community, just don't engage them at all. They're trash and they don't matter and it will fade away if you just don't give them the fucking time. Uh, there is a lot of that happening right now uh, by a very small amount of people who just really are so insignificant uh, and it, it doesn't they, they don't matter. Stop paying attention to them for any reason. Don't dunk on them. Don't reply to them. Don't engage in any meaningful way. It's uh, it's absolute dog water, dog trash. You don't need to be anywhere near it. Uh, dog and so that's water. Not, Hell yeah, doggy. People just need to learn to keep scrolling, says Christ. Nailed it. Yes. Keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. Yeah. That would well, be a... Yeah, that's a... Do you have anything you want to promote? Yeah. Um, join the, the DDS. Yeah, yeah join, join the Death Dynamics Crowd. Uh, $7. The, the Mix Club. Super it's, reasonable. If you, just, if you don't want the tapes, you can get the albums for $7. Uh, it's $7 a month. If you want the tapes, it's 15 If you want the tapes and a bunch of other stuff, it's 25 But I'm just saying 7 bucks is what you would probably pay for an album anyway uh, if you were going to, to buy one. Um, they're, they're good albums, more DDS albums. Um, the Discord community, I, I cannot stress this enough, is absolutely unbelievable and extremely active. Everyone is super nice. There's nice. no like toxicity there. Uh, I have been on Twitter significantly less because of how incredible the discord is honestly the discord is worth the seven dollar mission um but uh but yeah um i strongly recommend it if uh, you're interested in dust and shroud and really monica thank you for the link yeah thank you for the link uh seven bucks if you wanted to join and you don't like it you instantly get all 15 of our available albums plus the six more that we've had since we created the fan club so um you and then you would have those forever so even if you only paid seven bucks you would get a shit ton of music um but uh anyway yeah um that would be that's all i that's pretty much all i have to promote i think oh and then welcome to dino hour i stream on 100 electronica monday nights at 8 until 10 on a show called welcome to dino hour where uh we just we just we just talk and uh it, 
we we believe in ourselves. We do indeed. Yeah. I've been a fan for quite some time. Thank yeah, you again yeah. for rating us, bro. Yeah, you absolutely. do it every always, single time. Always, Thank you again. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right, Isaac, do you have stuff to promote? Um, yeah, my uh, my DJ set that I did for uh, Space Jams. A uh, a guy, yeah. uh, his name is oh, Jack. Yeah. He uh, he does uh, a lot of um, stuff with the synthwave scene out in Great Britain. I just did a one-hour lo-fi house DJ set with Space Jams. It is up yeah. on SoundCloud. It's got last I checked like six, seven hundred plays. It's good stuff. Um, some of the best mixing I've ever done. If you like Lo-Fi House, if you like Ross from Friends, DJ Seinfeld, nice. DJ Sounds Sabrina great. the Teenage DJ, you need to check it out. Um, all three of them, one's from Friends, one's Seinfeld, and one is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Tech, do you not listen to Lo-Fi House? That's like a Lo-Fi House thing, man. Uh, that's like a thing, yeah. Um, I uh, Isaac, do you want to do you want to put a link in the chat? Uh, I will. I will drop a link. And, and while nice. I'm talking about that, I will just mention um, I have a... Um, I'm not sure if these things are announced, man. So there's there's an event coming up. Um, we talked about it last week. Be careful as organizing the next home. It's announced. Set. You're talking. It's announced. Yeah, that's announced. Yes, you're that's you're taking part in it as well. I sent my I witch am. house set off to uh, Ming Curry already. I'm very proud of it. Lux has heard it. She liked it a lot. Um, I sent you the link. Yes. Let me know what you think when you hear it. Um, I'm pretty proud of it. Um, that's that's coming in June. We have another event that is not officially announced, but it's going to be a big one coming up in may it's gonna be a um oh monica thank you monica posted it before i even could my rig That's is fair. Thanks, my monica. rig is not thank as old as love. yours is tech but it is pretty slow um <laughs> uh finally um this event coming up in may is going to be a event that is going to span the globe it is going to be a partnership between at least four different collectives including rosewood which is the collective that I'm in with Nathan, Will, uh, wow. EXE to MP3, um, Lux is unofficially, officially in Rosewood. Um, anyways, um, Rosewood is going to be a part of this event, and I have a set coming up. And the reason I bring up Lux is she's doing my visuals for an Outrun what? Synthwave DJ Lux set. Is doing your Lux is oh. doing my visuals with some. Wow. Uh, and, and, and the visuals are going to be kind of edited with uh, just some final touches by DS Dude. Um, so outrun synthwave with a special focus on synthwave with vocals, um, visuals courtesy of Lux and DS dude coming in May. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a two day event spanning at least four different collectives. It's going to be amazing. Um, there is a trailer for one other thing. Um, Daniel, thank you for reminding me. I actually did forget. There is a upcoming event in, uh, later this month, um, Keep me honest, guys. I believe it is April 24, Saturday, April 24. We have a Rosewood event um, that has been organized by our dear leader, Kev. Um, Kevin is throwing an event uh, with a lot of the IRL and um, um, Titan Radio people. And uh, there is a trailer that just came out for that today that I'm going to drop nice. a link for as you are giving your... Um, shout outs and um okay just notable things so i'll pass that off to you and i will find that link sure i i have a lot of stuff that will eventually be coming out that's on various comps or remixes I'll, i'm going to try and just limit to what i know is coming out sooner rather than later so um right now i do have um speaking of singles a new single that will be coming out soon called uh, vapor never sleeps 
that is uh, just uh, beginning its final mastering touches done by Zach from Doom Trip. And oh, shit. The artwork, the artwork is being designed um, by, then uh, that's almost done. And so that should be out probably in a week or so. Maybe I think probably everything will be done by then. In addition to that, I have um, a song coming up on uh, Winter Quilt's O Discordia remix album. I remixed um, his Cloven Hoof for that album. That album will also feature Cell Shade, uh, Alpha Chrome Yayo, Eyeliner. Um, who else is on that uh, eyeliner? Oh, Donor Lens and uh, Hong Kong Express, I believe. And that'll be out soon. And then I also have an ambient album that's in the style of like uh, song, like One O Tricks Point Never's Russian Mind or Emeralds. Does it look like I'm here? So that's a side nice. project called. I cannot um, wait called, for that to drop. Yeah. So that's a side project I called Master. And it's also going to feature guitar work in addition to my, like the way I made it was I have a bunch of synthesizers that are running a bunch of sequences that are juggled around each other, almost like children on a playground. And then I have some um, people who have added some guitar textures to a lot of the tracks as well. And that includes um, Donor Lens and has added guitar textures to some to a song. Golden Living Room has also done, done a song. Um, uh, Winter Quilt has also done a song. Hawaii 94 is working on a song and uh, Tower of the Sun as well. So that'll be pretty cool. And the theme of that album is uh, uh, life. I'll go into more detail when it starts getting closer. I still have to get my synth the synthesizer parts are done. And I have most of the, everybody's contributions for the collaborations. I just have to mix together one more time and then send it off for mastering and then fucking figure out artwork. That's going to be a thing. So that'll probably be out in a few months. Um, and, uh, you know, a bunch of compilations that will eventually come out that are, I'll be on. I'll announce them later, though. The Skelly Never Sleeps. Yes, Vapor Never Sleeps. It's fun song. A lot of fun synthy automation I've done for that one. You'll hear it soon. Cannot wait. Oh, and of course, uh, also, I'll be participating in the festival that Be Careful is organizing yeah, that you Fest. just mentioned earlier. I can't yeah, wait. Uh, Homesick Fest. And for that, I'm going to theme my performance around my Glows the Melts album. I'll try to create, I'm going to try and create a whole visual experience for that. That feels like. The man that gives does his this, own visuals. Well, I always, yeah, I usually, I do a lot of my own visuals, which the, 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 try to give the idea of that feeling of when you're walking through a old rental section and you get to the horror movie portion in like a cheap, like a oh, knockoff shit. blockbuster. Like when you go to like a knockoff blockbuster and you used to like kind of travel through, like they had the stickers, you know, like a, a sticker with 99 cents oh, yeah. rental written in pen on the sticker on top of the box. You know what <laughs> I mean? And like, it's the cheap one. It's the, it's the cheap uh, rental store. I try to try to give that sort of, that's kind of like what the feel of the album's like. I'm trying to see if I can translate that visually. <laughs> Shout out to Molo360 for giving me the information about Homesick Fest, by the way. Yes, thank you. Molo's always on it. Also, Mo Molo is, is a great guy and listen to his Liminal, uh, what's it, Liminal Cove? Liminal Spaces album. album. Yeah, Liminal, you no, shouted that Liminal out. Liminal Cove, right? Is it Liminal Spaces? I thought it was Liminal is it, Cove. It's, you know what? It probably is. Are you, yeah, are you pulling a Tech Honors on me? I thought it was Liminal Cove. I guess I better do some more research. <laughs> great album. Cool, Chris. Nice. Planting, I planting the seed of doubt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, anything else anyone wants to say? It's getting a little late. It is getting a little late, and I have to pee. Um, no, um, Chris, do we know who is on in two weeks? Yes. Have we announced it uh, yet? I do. Oh, I haven't announced it yet. I was just talking to him in text message. I think that it's time that we get Uniwa on here. Honestly, I think we're going to get Uniwa on here next, and let's have him discuss his experiences in awesome. Vaporwave and his position. And you know, you know, Uniwa is a fantastic, one of the most brilliant producers out there right now as well. 
And you know what, man? Like, I think he's going to have a lot to say about what his experience is in this scene. You know what I mean? What it's you like for him. You heard it here. Monday, 7 uh, p.m. Pacific, the 26th, Uniwa. Go ahead, Tech. What's up? want to say something real quick. Obsidian Allure said, Tech, please sing oh. more on future DDS tracks. So that as shout, that would be shout great. out. That would be shout out to her. That is my girlfriend, Wendy. She is oh. such a huge uh, Wendy, Death Dynamic Shroud fan. I actually remember bringing her to one of the shows that I was playing, uh, that we were playing with Virtual 94. Shout out Virtual 94. Virtual 94. Like, James was doing a Death Dynamic Shroud performance, and um, Wendy was like, I really like this. I'm like, oh, well, you're going to have to listen to Butterflies that. Butterflies is the shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, yeah, she loves that song. <clears throat> Well, I, I was just gonna say on the on the new big DDS album, uh, I think I want to say I sing on four songs. Nice. Whoa, you have a beautiful. I, voice. I love it's it when thrilling. you do it IRL, man. I saw I you at the New I, Year's I, Eve party. So, uh, Good oh, stuff. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah no, I, and trust me, like Wendy has excellent taste in music. Like you know how we were talking <laughs> about like pop songs and stuff earlier. And they're like, oh, they were over intellectualizing pop music. I'm like, right. you know, like Wendy doesn't even like no pop music. She doesn't even like, she wouldn't even be able to tell you like about most pop music. She doesn't know about it. Or she just doesn't like, she doesn't like come across her. Like yeah. she listens to mostly Witch House. Well, it's then she'll sick. love my DJ set. <laughs> Can't wait for you to hear it. <laughs> awesome. Um, um, all right. Well, if that's it, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up this uh, event. Um, do we have somebody we can raid? Yeah, who is, can uh, we raid? Guys, who should we raid? Or is um maybe Pacific Plaza sleep pattern doing yeah. something over there? Let me, Let me look just and go see if mic. anyone's live. Is anybody doing anything right now? Uh, oh boy, who's is anybody? Nathan, anything? you're about to stream? For real? You're not at work still? Could raid Project, Project Villain. Villain. What is uh, VI? Well, pro well, Villain Villain is always streaming because they just um. Oh, Villain, are they really? He's, they're they're always they they uh, they always the stream goes all the time for them. Oh, yeah. okay. Project underscore. Oh man, V I L L four I N. All right, let's raid yeah. them. Um. Shout out Villain. They they wanted me to play Great the uh, the trailer for um the upcoming Rosewood event, but I don't think my rig is gonna be able to handle that, guys. I'm sorry. Wait, Nathan wants to be raided. Are you just in real? Might be in Rayleigh. In Rayleigh. Oh, Watch. no. This is the part where everyone's going to make fun of me. This happened last time when we raided 3D Blast, and we had to, like, figure out how to do it. <laughs> in Rayleigh. <laughs> I like that. And, like, thanks, uh, and, 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 you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say thanks for having me. Oh, uh, thank dude, you for absolutely. being here, man. Sorry for not. Sorry for not. Thank you for being here. I wanted to say that to you before you go. And uh, I miss you, buddy. I hope to hang out with you again soon. We will. You know, yeah, we will. Miss, miss you, man. Thank you for being here. It was a fun. It's a fun time. It's a fun chat. We always have a fun chat on these right. uh, on these things, you know. Monica, thank you. And it was uh, this was no exception. This was one of the most fun. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank you again All for right. being here. Thank you for being patient with me. We are rating Nathan right now.